Welcome, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, again to the final Gems and Juice podcast, maybe the final. I don't know. Something if something extremely crazy happens, we might have to jump in the studio and do an emergency podcast. <laughs> but for all intents and purposes, this is the last podcast of the year. Gems and Juice episode 143. Something I don't know. I lost count. But this is the year-end wrap-up podcast. We're gonna wrap up everything that's happened throughout the year. We're gonna give y'all our favorite albums of the year our favorite moments of the year and things we like to forget in the 2020, the, the dreadful 2020 that everybody's trying to put behind them and move on. We have got a cornucopia of voices joining us today. Good friends of the show as well. Uh, we got, of course, the lovely Jasmine joining us again. And we got Club God, Clubhouse God. I, I've dubbed Brandon Caldwell the Clubhouse God. You know, a beat king is a club guy. Brandon Caldwell is a Clubhouse God. We got Clubhouse God Brandon Caldwell joining us today as well. So- oh, man. <laughs> I don't mean it. Look, man, I will say this. As much as I be on Clubhouse, I've never been in a moan room. We can say that for certain. I've never been in a moan room. Wait, you not even the female moan room? I, no, I, no, bro, because people look like. No, because then I'm going to look like I got to be tricking. And like, I like to trick, but I ain't tricking in the moan room. Come on. How are you tricking in the moan? What's wrong with being? The first night I got on Clubhouse, I was in the moan room. That (laughs) shit was lit, man. Like, <laughs> you're not gonna be in the moment. You you need a. Uh, it, need? It's a it's a little awkward, man. It's like okay, it's like porn ASMR. It's what that is. I know what you're really embarrassed of because the thing is, when people follow you, they see what rooms you're in. So yeah, mm-hmm. they would see oh Brandon horny as hell tonight in the moan yep. room. Four o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Hey man, look, clubhouse notifications be giving you away. So nah, I I can't. You need do a it. burner like, clubhouse account. <laughs> <laughs> for the ratchet shit. Look, if I had a look, if I got a burner clubhouse, I mean that's extra invites. I might have to start selling them too. You should, man. <laughs> well, I think we'll talk about that later because I think clubhouse is getting very, very populated now. Mm-hmm. Um, I see people who usually just post on Facebook getting on clubhouse now. I think the golden age might be over, but we'll get into that a little later on, man. <laughs> but first off, we got to talk to the lovely Jasmine joining us again. Check in with her, Jasmine. How you feeling? You look. Good. I like that hair, by the way. You look cute. Hey. You know, trying to do my natural thing. Remember, you you got on me for Black Power when I took my weave out, and uh, I mean, Black <laughs> for the Black Panther movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back at it during quarantine. Um, I'm good. I'm just excited to go home, visit family for the holidays, get a little break. Been working a lot lately, so I'm okay. just happy to be here with y'all. I haven't talked to y'all in a while, so Brandon, this is my first time on with you, so I'm I'm excited. This is gonna be a good episode. That's good. That's good. I'm not even going to snitch on you for not wearing a mask when you was out at that birthday party. I saw you at the restaurant as well with like 100 people. But I'm not going to snitch on you, though. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to bring that up. I'm not going to bring that up. <laughs> I do wear masks. Everybody wear your mask. Don't okay. try to, are you trying to do me right now. But Okay. No, nah, because you was getting mad. Rocket, you're going to the gym right now? You're going to the gym? How can you go to the gym in the pandemic? And you out here... Having a good old time with about 20, 25 people in a restaurant, in a populated restaurant. But I'm not going to, I'm going to leave you alone. No. <laughs> I know. You got to have fun for people's birthday. Well, no. it wasn't even a birthday. It was a uh, Leroy Cook's uh, music video thing, right? Yeah, his release thing. And I can't lie to you. I was very paranoid the entire time. No, okay. Being another girl that we were just very like, I, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. But thankfully, I'm 
I'm Rona Free. <laughs> I'm Rona Free. Brandon got his mask on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was good. It was exciting. You know, Leroy's a friend of the show. He dropped the, mm-hmm. his knockout video not too long ago. So if y'all yes. haven't seen that, go check that out. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yes, check out Leroy Cook's new video out now. Um, and yeah, we had a whole lot of friends of the show there. I saw Chrissy was there as well. So yeah, look at y'all had a good time. I was just it's playing with you. Still feels so weird looking at Leroy with a regular haircut. It makes no sense no more. <laughs> yeah. I'm so used to have. I'm, I'm so used to having like the Leaning Tower pizza with yeah. like the the blonde streak in it. But now it's just a regular like straight up fade. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pandemic, man. Everybody going back to normal, dog. We gotta again. Nah, nah, nah. Cause nah, my nigga, this is not normal. This isn't. Yeah, that's this true. Isn't normal. That's true. Oh yeah, for people this to, is, who are this is two thousand one. This is real D'Angelo, Allen yeah. Iverson, um, situation here again. Yeah. My, I looked up when I went and got it done yesterday. I lit. I went ahead and had the blow dry out of my hair. I didn't realize my hair was that damn long. I knew it was long. <laughs> then again, every time you see me on the pod, it's like a little mini fro type situation. Now it's a fro fro situation. Put some heat on that thing. So. What made you want to get braids in 2020? Is it the Steph Curry effect? No, the 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 patron saint of all things light skin basketball. You will not put that on me whatsoever. I'm I'm just asking, man. I'm just asking. (laughs) What was the inspiration for the fashion choice? They look Uh, good, by the way. They look clean. Thank you, thank you. Um, Shout out to my homegirl April who did them. Uh, Basically, bro, just if I feel like I'm in the house and I'm on this whole Shaquille sunflower type situation, you know. Going to the gym, getting your body right, getting your mind right, getting your skin even better than it is already, mad chocolatey and shit. And then, hey, <laughs> why not go get braids to look Dominican? Like, why not just bring it all home? It's man exfoliating. It is self-care Saturday, by the way. So, it is definitely yeah, it's self-care, self-care Saturday. Saturday. Shout out to everybody doing something yes. to kind of chill out because it's raining like hell in Houston. And it is. AKA, that means nobody can drive, so stay your ass in the house. Like RIP to Pornhub too. They shut down Pornhub, but we'll talk about oh, that. Well, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't frequent that particular. Uh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't go in the moan room. I don't, I don't watch Pornhub. I don't, I don't look. I'm not giving up my particular, uh, my my dalliances. Oh, um, she's freaky. Shout out to, yeah, okay. Shout out to she's freaky, uh, spank bang and uh, tasty blacks. But basically, all I am saying is, you know. If you want to shut down Houston for real, don't have a pandemic. Just make it rain for like about 40 days. People stay their ass in the house. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Very true. I, I realized that once I moved here, when uh, somebody told me, man, I'm trying to get home. It's about to rain. I'm like, rain? Ain't no rain stopping nobody from partying <laughs> and doing nothing. And I seen how it rain. I'm like, oh, yeah. Now I, my black ass be in the house when it rain. <laughs> See, look. Had the owner of Taste Kitchen, if it rained that day, he wouldn't have to be complaining about twerking. True, true, true that, true that. And, and last but least, we also got to check in on my man himself, the uh, a fellow Mob Ties affiliate, dog. You certified <laughs> sure. now as well. Yeah, you y'all certified for real. We'll Mob get to that in a second. I was like, yo. <laughs> Mob Ties. I'm like, yo. <laughs> When are they getting the uh when they getting the wine and the raffle I change? It's coming. Yes. It's coming, man. It's coming. Hey, I ain't want to ask for too much, but I was definitely thinking about that rap a lot, chain. Oh, <laughs> the chain is coming, oh, man. Yeah. We, we, we qualified now, but Figgy, how, how you been, man? I know you've been under the weather. Uh there's a COVID scare. I don't know if you officially have been diagnosed with it, but are you okay, man? You feeling better? 
Uh, I'm feeling awful, honestly, man. Oh damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I got a real bad cough now. Um, having trouble breathing. My Ooh. temperature, my temperature's still up, but um, I'm hanging in there, man. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> I feel for you, man. I feel for you. It, it, it is sad too because every you see this, everybody. I feel, and that's why I never made a joke about COVID. I never made a joke about COVID, man, because every time I see somebody joke about it on social media, several weeks later they say, "Oh, this COVID shit ain't no joke, y'all." I can <laughs> now it, it, I can, I that's can exactly how nothing. it went. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, yeah, this, it's it's crazy because I literally can't taste anything, can't taste anything, can't smell anything. I was burning a um, uh, Bath and Body Works candle, can't smell shit, man. <laughs> and it, it's, now it's you know terrible, it's bad. Man. You can't, now you know it's bad. You can't do no with a Bath and Body Works candle. Yeah, man. Usually you could just burn that for about ten minutes and you'd be good. But I literally couldn't smell anything. Well, I feel for you, bro. I hope you feel better soon, man, because that's very, that's that sounds yeah. terrible. And I think the part that suck about this is it's around the holiday. So all my, yeah. I, I was in the holiday spirit. Now I'm, I don't care now. <laughs> I mean, considering how this happened, um, Fig, do you feel a type of way that certain people who are denying of this, uh, va- this, this virus are now getting the vaccine? Uh, AKA I, the vacuum? I ain't gonna lie. I feel a certain <laughs> type of way about it because you, like I said, you got all these people talking about it's a hoax and all you got to do is, uh, you know, do this, do that. And now these fools, the first people in line trying to get the vaccine. So it's just You like, know, Tyrese said he's sleeping in his room is at 90 degrees. 90 That's degrees. how he keeps the, uh, the Rona out. I'm like. Yeah. Smell musty as hell when you walk in that bitch, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tripping, man. You can't wear no be... clothes. <laughs> you can't wear no clothes in that bedroom, bro. You should not be. Sli- you should not be sleep anywhere where it's ninety degrees like that. <laughs> but anyway, so we we got to break down. Uh, uh, so what what should we do first? Should we do our list our favorite albums of the year, or should we go a quick little breakdown of the events of the year first before we name our albums? Let's take it up to let's, a vote. Let's start. Let's start with the music. We always okay. start with music, so let's start. That's with true. It. That's true. Oh yeah, speaking of new releases, um, a certain white rapper dropped another album this e- this month, this week. Um, Eminem, Eminem dropped "Music to Be Murdered" by I guess the B sides. I ain't listened to it. I heard one line in particular, and I know y'all probably seen it on social media that looked awful. And I said, I'm not going to listen to this album. Does it involve Chris Christopherson? Yes. And it's looking at the Christopherson. <laughs> the line goes, allegedly, I haven't heard the song, but this apparently was in this song. He said, have you heard of Chris Christopherson? Adlib says, yeah. He says, well, I'm pissed, pissed Offerson. <laughs> Bars. <Yeah. laughs> now I'm going to napkin and backin and him and his backin. The napkins and the blackens. Yeah. Again, so. I I'm not willing. Look, even though the first one that came out in January, which you know, shocking. Yes, that happened. It, uh, January seems like a so far long ago when it, that first one dropped. But it's December, man. It's December. I really feel like I'm not about to force myself to listen to Eminem in December. Like I, these are happier times right now. Mariah Carey's number one Billboard charts again with All I Want for Christmas mm-hmm. this year. Like. I don't. Will there ever be a, a Christmas song to dethrone that Mariah Carey song? Can we? Throw baby. Hmm. Throw baby. 
Girl, oh, <laughs> a Christmas song, man. Yeah. <laughs> have you not seen Chris? Have you not seen the Christmas Carolers do Throw Baby? Wait, what? Yes, Christmas. Like kids are singing this song. No, not kids. Carolers, oh, okay. grown women as Carolers, Throw Baby. Man, come on now. People got <laughs> hey, man, look. I, I get I'm niggas want to go viral on social media. But there's got to be some kind of line we draw as black people <laughs> going around singing throat baby to unsuspecting families as a Christmas carol is not where we need to be in the post George Floyd America. OK, <laughs> you need yeah. to stop this tomfoolery. <laughs> we need to stop this tomfoolery, man. But <laughs> so let's talk about our our favorite albums of the year, man. I made a little list of some things that came out. And I'll try to whittle it down to five for me. But y'all can name as many as y'all want. You know, if you got a top mm-hmm. five, top 10, top 15, whatever, just name what y'all like. And we're going to start with Jasmine because we ain't heard, uh, heard, heard music taste in a while. So uh, have you? what have you been bumping lately? And what were your favorite projects of the year, Jasmine? Oh, honestly, I can't lie. I've been trying to prep for this because... 2020 obviously has been a year like I don't remember everything that came out like so I've been listening to my little wrap-ups on Apple Music Spotify and uh in no particular order I have come up with well I lied my top my top pick of the whole 2020 is absolutely Slime and B I think the album has been slept on a little bit since it came out, but that but album the Young Thug awesome. and Chris Brown album, I forgot that yeah, even came out. Brown and Young Thug, that album was amazing, all wow. the way through. So I think that's my number one. If I have to choose, because the other ones, I, I choose that as number one because the other ones are too hard to to rank. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the rest in no particular order. But um, of course, little baby, my turn. Deluxe. Remember the deluxe, not just the regular. The deluxe. Um, I'm going to go with, I also said Pop Smoke, um, okay. Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, uh, 21 Savage, Savage Mode 2, um, the Morgan Freeman narrative in <laughs> itself, like the narration in itself made that made that a hit for me. Um, and I, although it was not, we, we had some complaints, I had some complaints about um, Jay Electronica featuring Jay-Z on every single track, but a written testimony is not to be forgotten. <laughs> it's not okay. to be forgotten. The album was good. Um, what am I at? Where am I at? Is that is that five? And then I had um, honorable mention. Uh, Chalambo, obviously. I'm a Janae fan. She's mm-hmm. always going to be up there for me. And then I think Rowdy, even though Rowdy came out in 2019, um, I think he used to be mentioned too. Like, we still bumping Rowdy like, like it just came out. A lot of people are, or at least for a majority majority of the year. So I think he is not to be slept on, even though his album did technically come out in 2019. Yeah, plus he's free now, so uh, there's that. Uh, where, where's Megan Thee Stallion's album on your list, ma'am? Are you not supporting Ooh, black women? First of all, I think Crybaby, if she gives me a Crybaby video, I will be very happy. Um, I can't lie and say that album that album did it for me. It wasn't the best album to me. Like I, I appreciate her. I've been asking for some 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 different um, some different content from her, and she delivered. But I I don't know. I don't know. It was it was it was what it was. Um, 
it was what it was. Mulatto, though, not to compare or contrast, mm. but I thought Mulatto had a good album. I don't know if I can mention her. I don't know if that's too many albums to, for honorable mention, but I thought Mulatto had a good project, and I'm excited to see what she does um, for 2021. I know she's coming. She's actually coming with Trina on the 30th, so check that out if y'all are interested in large are you Are you going to be in the building? Huh? Are you going to be in the building for Trina and Mulatto? I have not decided yet. This would be my first show um, since the Rona. So I, I honestly mm. don't know. I don't know. But Jasmine, you make a city of stuff a real ass, trail ass bee from the South. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Rich. That's also that part. You got to add that in there. You're a rich, <laughs> you're a rich ass, trail ass bee from the South. Yeah, but I don't know. I haven't decided yet. You're going to get the um, vaccine first? What'd you say? Are you gonna get the vaccine back first? No, that, that's what I wanted to ask y'all. How do y'all feel? I, I'm I I'm against the vaccine right now. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's gonna be a minute unless it's just unless work or something like life. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying. Why to are say. you against the vaccine? Before I get, a, I don't even get flu shots. So I gotta see how this is how this gonna play out before <laughs> before I get a vaccine. Okay. okay. So, so no, nah, I want to dig into this though, because I want you to say things I'm not going to say because <laughs> you're a cute girl and you can get away with it. So, why Here are you he goes. Um, if 2020 has not taught me anything this year, it is not to trust our government. <laughs> and I just feel like, um, yeah, the initial, the initial reports of like black people need to have it first and um, I know that that's not that isn't what stood, you know, frontline workers have it now. But I just I've seen some horror videos. I don't know if people are editing and doctoring up these videos, but there Take have been news. some some wild reactions to it. And I just don't I don't like I said, I don't get flu shots. So I'm just I'm, I've um, adopted a holistic lifestyle during 2020 that I'm trying to um, get more, better and better at as I go on. And I just feel like, you know. We, our people used to live just fine without all these um, medications and drugs and all this. So I think I'll be okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to get it. I know I probably will have to, but it's not going to be first available. When it's first available to the public, I'm not going to be running to go get that home. Like, I, I'll be okay. Jasmine watched yeah. the Dr. Sebi documentary. <laughs> I can he, tell. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was merely going to say that Jasmine is going to sage and crystallize everything around her to make sure that this vac this uh virus does not come her way. I do that. Um, <laughs> well, no, you're gonna double it up. There's a vaccine out because now it's like double mistrust. It's like, must have, but we have this thing. No, you're gonna be like Kyrie. That's what you're gonna be like. Um I I probably would take it eventually. You know what I'm saying? I've always been a proponent of like, yo, give me the vaccine when it's on like, it's out of beta. You know what I'm saying? Like it's on mm -hmm. uh, it's on that second, that third run. Um, Cause again, like it's just like an Apple update. You ain't, you can't get that new, new one. You gotta make that 14.1 and 14.2. <laughs> uh, but again, I have people, I have homies who are in like the healthcare line, like the frontline front workers who've taken it. And they say just like any other vaccine you've taken, um, you know, their your your arms kind of numb up a little bit, um, and then you know you That's should the chip be straight. going like, in there. You shut up, Rocket. <laughs> That's the government chip they injecting in you, man. Up. Suddenly, you can't have kids no more. The information from Russia. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nervous that we're not going to see the effects until years later. That's the thing. Like, I'm nervous. But then again, also, vaccines, like, before you have vaccines, your life expectancy was 39 years. And now with vaccines, your life expectancy is like 78. Unless you're black. <laughs> then, you know, your life expectancy kind of fluctuates because, you know, the police. Mm-hmm. So we, so, we got to we, we gotta ask the person with the actual experience with having COVID, though. So Figgy, we, gotta, we gotta ask you. Though, That's bro. messed up to say, but yes, we have to ask our, our resident, our resident COVID the, resident, the COVID expert, COVID uh, analyst, <laughs> correspondent. So Figgy, are you taking a vaccine, man? What's your thoughts on it? Uh, I will. Yeah, I will probably take it. Now, f- be the first one in line. I don't know if I w- would qualify. Was I mean, what's your definition of you know being one of the first ones to take it? Is it? what a couple months after or a year after type of thing um i think they they have a timeline on it like you know frontline workers got it first and then i think i don't know if it's may i could correct me if i'm wrong i think it may be may is when it's open like starting to be available to the public i heard another company is actually making another one too so there's like multiple vaccines i guess from different companies for covid Mm. so then that's strange to me too Mm -hmm. yeah but um, yeah, I, yeah, I would take it, man. Because look, this shit is not cool to have. Like, it's not no regular flu, or it's not just like a cold and all this other stuff. I don't wish this shit on anybody. <laughs> so if 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 that means I have to take something where I won't get it again, <laughs> I'm down with that, man. Because this shit, like, and I'm pretty healthy. <laughs> it feel like I'm about to die. So I can't I can't imagine pass, passing this shit to somebody else and putting them through it. So yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I don't see myself n- not taking it. I, I, yeah, I, you I, sound I miserable, Fig. I'm not gonna lie to you. You sound very goddamn miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound like you've been subjected to like Ben Shapiro and Joe Rogan podcasts like you. Which <laughs> I, I, I completely wish better for you, my brother. I do. Yeah, yeah, it, it'd be all over soon. <laughs> so. I'm in, in a good way, you. I hope. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't say it'll all be oh, over. No, like, no, the way you like phrase that. that, like, it'll all be over soon. <laughs> like, damn, Eeyore, I need you to be at least upbeat about me get, beating this goddamn virus. Like, let's not do this. <laughs> they need, well, shoot, yeah, figure, your figure wife needs you. Figure resilient, man. Yes. Don't know you know, time, your, so. your, your future, your cheering needs you. Mm. Um, I mean, your, your job, I don't know about them because you know I don't know how they you know how they treat black people. Yeah, but you know, yeah. think he grew up on the mean streets of East 1999 in Cleveland, man. He yes, through this dog. <laughs> you, you the blood, the blood of bone thugs runs yeah. through your veins, Fig. You will be fine. <laughs> Shit, that's the other side of town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of the same boat with you guys, man. Like my, my the only thing that gives because I'm a natural conspiracy theorist in a way. Like I will entertain any theory is you know to to at least listen to it and see if it makes sense to me but i i do i do question why they seem to be making black faces like the face of the vaccine you know every time you see somebody getting injected they seem to be, to be black and i guess they realize it looks like that now cuz now they have uh the mike pence taking it on tv and these other white officials taking it on tv but before that it was all about the black people you know dr fauci went on tv and said my black brothers and sisters just know that a black woman helped make this vaccine when i heard that i was like man i ain't taking this shit until i absolutely have to because that sounds like 
straight up coin tail pro type shit, man. What the Rocket, fuck? I ain't even gonna I ain't even gonna front you, bro. I was waiting for Dr. Umar to come out of nowhere. It's about donations. <laughs> donations. <laughs> donations. Don't believe this white man. Don't believe this misconstrument. <laughs> this misconstrument. Don't believe this misconstrument. Don't believe this misconstrument. <laughs> that was just a weird thing to say on TV, man. And, and like, th- there's better ways to cater to, you know, let black people know rather than just, you know, th- it, it just looked a little too blatant to me. The fact they were pushing mainly black people to be the face of the vaccine and people who need to take it. But, you know, when I need to take it, I- I'll-, I'll have to take it, man. Like, because I, I yeah. feel like this will be a thing where they make your life inconvenient if you don't take it. You know, right. like they, they will make you have your COVID papers. And if you don't have it, you won't be able to go to a concert. You can't go to this and that. You got it. You're out. So until that happens, I'm going to probably refrain. But, you know, eventually we are going to take it. So it is what yeah. it is. Man. Just give me that. Yeah, man. I mean, heck, you need to give. I mean, they got kid because I was about to stutter for my babies. I need to I need to speak to the cheering of the earth of the world who handling the earth right now. You know what I'm saying? You got to get vaccinated just to go to school. So, of course, yes. they're going to hit us with the same shit. Yes. But, again, we're adults now, so we got a whole um, – we got to weaponize and politicize this shit for no damn reason. I'm like, bro, it's a it, – A, it's – okay, see, the thing about it is in parading all these black people in front is because who has died most proportionally from this virus? Us. True. Who's contracted this virus? Us, right? So – when you put it out there, you have, of course, your your general skepticism because of we being withheld from a vaccine for the Tuskegee experiments and things of that nature. And, you know, I'm still waiting for 2021 to come around. Not 2021. Not that's that's literally three weeks from that's literally two weeks from now. I'm talking Monday when Saturn and Jupiter align at the same time. Oh, no. And all I'm saying, all this. Oh, you're not aware, Rocket? Oh, That's when we get our superpowers. Oh, the superpowers. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Well, <laughs> yes. Person? I, so, I only saw this come from one person. Who is that person? Where are they now, man? I don't <laughs> know, but I, I know I don't know why they suggest the superpowers, but I know the real issue, the real thing is that these planets are going to uh, kind of align in a weird type of way for like the first time whenever. And hey, guess what, Black people? Apparently, you're getting superpowers. And I'm like, you know what? If, if the Black folks get superpowers... I need one person to get the the cure for uh, like all the um diseases. Like, hey, that is your power. Don't ask for nothing else. Your power is to be the te- the Henrietta Lacks of the twenty first century and help cure all these diseases. Everybody else, wild out. Get all the weird <laughs> powers you want. If it's me, give me the power to teleport so I don't have to worry about gas money for nothing else in my life. <laughs> Hit me that and maybe invisibility, but mainly teleportation. Teleportation, because I'm like, yo, I can easily like just go to the Turks and Caicos and not have to worry about nothing. Of course, I'm a check. Of course, super- I'm a check. What's up? <laughs> I was going to say the real superpower is economic empowerment, brother. And you get that by investing, <laughs> <before>. <laughs> investing in the stocks, brother. Make your money work for you. Let's get drunk sometime. Hey. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, hey, if we do brunch, it's gotta be the Rock Nation brunch. No, of course, the Rock Nation brunch. Oh, still, yeah. Thank you. They still gonna have the Rock Nation brunch next year too. Watch, man. They they bring it. No, nah, okay. Look, here's <laughs> here's how I know. All right, I'm gonna find out this week if there's really gonna be a Rock Nation brunch. Okay. Usually, this is when we get the invite to say, "Hey, wait, we you went? Grammys. No, you went to the Rock Nation brunch, nigga. Yes, man, you I went. Wait a minute. Tell you that. 
<laughs> I can't tell you that. I don't appear in no. no Getty images, so therefore I can't tell you that. Look, man. Look. I, stop, I the, stop the music. Cut the beat I off. Like <laughs> Cut the beat off. Cut the beat off. <laughs> Cut the beat off. <laughs> Uh, no, look, I did not look. I was, I was not at the Rock Nation brunch. I was Rock Nation brunch adjacent. Okay, no, I was Rock okay. Nation brunch adjacent. In okay. that, I was in LA at the same time as Rock Nation brunch. I knew somebody who went, and they were giving me the play by play of the whole shit, like while it was going on. Oh, okay. Well, get us and now that person signed Rock Nation adjacent. Yeah, this next time. Yeah, Good. and now that person is signed to Rock. She now is signed to Rock Nation. So hey, oh shit. Well, yeah. We need our podcast on title, man. So talk to whoever you got to talk to, bro. Yeah, uh, shoot, shoot. <laughs> Elliot Wilson just followed me, so uh, we yeah. one step closer. Oh, 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 what did you did you follow you on the clubhouse or on the uh, on, a, on the socials or Twitter? <laughs> mm. yeah. One step close. We we making them connects, man. We're making them connect. But we, okay, we have gotten way off topic, my yeah. man. Talking yes. about vaccine and shit. Yeah, back to, to back to music. We 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 went regular pod instead yes. of doing year end wrap up pod. <laughs> So, so we had to get that out the way because I don't want to talk to y'all about the vaccine anyway. But we gotta get back to the uh, your favorite albums of the year. Uh, we'll go to you next, Figgy man. What were you really feeling this year? What was your top picks for your favorite albums of this year? All right, so a couple albums that come to my mind is um, Nas' album King's Disease. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time Nas released the album, a lot of people didn't like it. I I personally liked the uh, the Kanye album. But a lot, of, I understood why a lot of people didn't. So um, I was a little nervous when this album came out, but I, I thought it was dope, man. Hit Hit Boy did this right. I think it was Hit Boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He. I, I think that's. I think it's a strong take for an album of the year to me. Um, what else? Another album that I really been listening to that I didn't realize I have. I that I realized I haven't really. I guess considered as much. Was the uh, Lil Uzi the uh, external take? Yeah, external that take. was a pretty good album. Was that 2020? <laughs> it was. Yeah, that was, that was that was March. That was March 2020. Yep, and um, yeah, I really enjoyed that album a lot. <laughs> so I I find myself going back to that album. Um, Jasmine mentioned it. Uh, Savage Mode too. I was really surprised by that album with the production on there. Um, Metro Boomin did a lot of sampling. And uh, of course, the OG uh, narrating it. Um, what else? Uh, J J Electronica. To me, that album. I-, I feel like that album sound a little better now than it did when it first dropped. I, I was a little critical of it at first, but now I kind of understand it, I guess. But um, that was one one of my favorite albums. Um, another one. This y'all might please don't judge me on this one, but. That City Girls album is all right, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I, I will give you that. That I will give you the City Girls album is one of the more slept on albums of twenty twenty. I, I think, it, I think got, so, man. It got leaked, you know. It got leaked and underpromoted in a weird way, which is something you don't think about in twenty twenty in terms of albums getting leaked out like that. But nah, they had joints again. I think, and this is a, another thing about twenty twenty, right? And I don't even mean to interrupt you, Fig, but a lot of albums you would have learned a lot more about if outside was really really open mm-hmm. that's true true i agree with that for 100 yeah but um yeah i was that, that that city girls album is a solid album <laughs> i surprised it didn't really uh get in the grammy conversation i guess maybe because it was leaked and all this other stuff or maybe they really didn't care too much for it but i thought it was a solid solid project 
And then last but not least, um, I got to go with Alfredo. <laughs> that okay. Freddie Gibbs, man, that's classic album. I know I know the last couple projects he released, I, I was quick to call them classic, but this one I, I think is definitely his best body of work so far. And one of the uh one of the best albums of the year. Okay, okay. Yeah, honestly, my little song kind of similar too. So I'm gonna go to Brandon next because I know you'll have some uh some things we haven't mentioned. Like, yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna go for the the sleepers too, I know. So what were your favorite projects <laughs> of the year, Brandon? All right, my favorite projects go in no order. Um Salt, which is a, a band out of the UK, called their album was called Untitled Black Is. They released this right as the uh, George Floyd protests were occurring across the globe. Um, that thing there, boy, if you want to just sit down and just be really just vibed out and just listen to like some good ass mix of R&B, world music, hip hop and more. Yeah, throw that on that. That always goes. Um, whew, all right. I will give you this real fact. I listened to more R&B this year than I did any hip hop this year. I was in a, I was, I don't know if I was in a mood or what, but I was, I listened to more R&B. So, um, I think this, the Giveon record, um, um yeah. that, that I listened to a lot. I really like that brother. I, I can't wait to see what he does in the future with more people being on him. Um, I will give you Freddie Gibbs Alfredo. Cause Freddie has put out some exquisite ass rapping over the last four years, and now he just keep getting better and better. Um, little babies, my turn. The deluxe edition because you have to put you have to get flowers so we paid, even though he may or may not have allegedly paid six thousand dollars or more for a um, an adult film actress. And now, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Trump. Trump. I almost forgot about that. We got to like that, too. Yeah, like, yeah, that, there's that. Um, I will give flowers to damn, there's so much, so so much. I'll give flowers to 21 Savage and Metro Boomin Savage, uh, Savage Mode 2. Uh, Rich Nigga Shit is one of my favorite records of the year. Um, because I think 21, 21 and Metro find different pockets where they kind of like enjoy being around each other. It's like, yeah, this is super fucking dope. Um, anything else? Anything else? Anything else? Bueller? Bueller? Uh, the weekend Bueller? album came out this year. It did, but again, like I'm, I'm not. It may have been the second best weekend album since the first, like his first little trilogy joint. But again, I don't necessarily cut for the weekend super, super like that. But let me see. Let me go to the good old Apple Music because let me cheat for a second. Mm-hmm. The, the weekend hasn't been the same for me since House of Balloons. I mean, House of Balloons uh, trilogy. Yeah, let's just say House. Of, let's just say House of Balloons. I've done some. That, that was a that was a great moment in time in my life. Yeah. The great great moment in time in my life. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll give you hell. Juicy J and Hustle continues. That's one of my favorite albums this year. Okay. I still gotta listen to that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Juice Man, man, the Juice Man, Juice Man did some stuff, and do, 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 do. there was one. No Drake in there. No Two Chains. No Busta Rhymes. No Gunna. Nah, I can't give it to oh, Gunna. Gunna did I come out this year. That was he did. I can't give it. To, I can't. I can't say one was one of my faves of the year. That's um, one of my favorites. I I I enjoyed that album a lot. 
like I enjoy it, but it wasn't like one of my favorite favorites. And um uh hell, Kalani had one of my favorite albums of the year. Um she had one of my favorites, and then also Janae. She Janae also had one of my favorite albums because I enjoyed listening to uh, the 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 deluxe edition, which happened to have the nastiest sister sister tandem ever with the on the way remix. And I was like, oh, oh, y'all went there. Mm. Mm. I think she really mm, left mm, one for mm. me again. Yeah, yeah, man. So okay, okay. That, oh, and Pop Smoke. I I was skeptical yeah, going in too. about Pop Smoke's album. Real, I was real skeptical because I didn't know like how the sound was going to handle it. But then I know Fifty Cent. If Fifty Cent has, if there's one thing Fifty Cent is really goddamn good at, it is making records for radio. And while I listen to um, Shoot for the Stars and for the Moon, there are so many records on there that ended up going onto radio. Um, the For the Night record with him, with Pop, Lil Baby, and the Baby goes. Um, the, the Wu record with him, with him, Fifty and Roddy. Yeah, that's another one. Um, and for Jasmine to say Slime and B, like I'm like, yeah, I can see that. But then, then again, the one song on there that I hear all the goddamn time is the one with the with the damn. Um, okay. Yeah, with the with the off the, with the sample, the the most sampled song in the history of New Orleans hip hop, that that drag rap uh, sample. Go crazy. That's the one. I hear it all the damn time. I cannot escape that record if I try. Let him, you know, I'm gonna let him let him talk. Lines okay, okay. like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. That's a good list. A good list. Anything else or that about wrap it up? That about wrap Okay, okay. Like I like the uh, the R and B picks in there, man. I, I I haven't listened to R and B seriously in a while, honestly, man. I got to get back into it. Um, hey, man, playlisting that that's what helped me finding the not only finding good R and B, but being like, yo, mm-hmm. yeah, I may I may want to use this um, later on down the road. I feel like with R&B now, like it used to be shit you hear on the radio would put you on. But now it's more so I feel like either playlists or your friends be putting you on to the good or TV now. shows or, or like TV. Yeah. Uh, so it's not so much the radio that's really putting on the good R&B these days. You really got to find it and search for it. But it's still out there, man. Uh, as far as my my favorite picks, they're probably pretty much the same as y'all's. Uh, Jay Electronic is up there for me. That little Uzi album, of course, as well. Um, and I was surprised by the Pop Smoke album because I wasn't really a fan. I didn't really like that mixtape. We reviewed it at the beginning of the year that he uh, entered the Woo Part 2. I didn't really like that mixtape. I didn't see what the hype was really. But when I heard the album, I was like, okay, this guy actually has superstar potential. So I enjoyed that album as well. One album, people going to laugh at me for enjoying a lot, but I like the Nav album, Good Intentions, man. Like, I, I, I know it wasn't really popping anywhere, but that, that album had some good songs, man. And I wasn't really a fan of Nav before that. He had a Hand song. Me a card. Kinda, hmm? Hand me your card. Hand me your card. I need your card out the nigga file right now. <laughs> bring it here. Hey man, bring you, it yeah, he had Gunna on that album. Drake beef like, come on, man. Rap rap fucks with Nav, okay? Don't, <laughs> don't bully the brown boy, okay? Leave the brown boy alone. <laughs> I like the Nav album, man. I don't care what y'all say. Fuck y'all. The Nav <laughs> album was okay by me. Uh 
I, I'm happy that Buster Rhymes finally released uh, extension level event two, and it was good. I would grant you it that. It may not be one of my faves because you know when you least expect, you would be just chilling. Be like, it'd be eleven thirty. Okay, the bus. Let me throw the bus ammo. Two fifteen. Damn, the bus album still going. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So I was. I think I was telling Figgy about this too. I think the only long-awaited album in hip hop we have left is like Detox. And I think Bus, uh, I think Dr. Dre is finally going to make like a, a version of Detox now because he's having a divorce go on. I heard he's actually making a new album soon. So I think once we get Detox in some form of fashion, that'll be the end. We got the J Electronic album now. We got the original J Electronic album too that was supposed to come out years ago. So now all that's really left. We got Busta Rhymes album finally. All that's left is Dr. Dre Detox. And we'll see. Yeah. That. So. Yeah, man. Good year for hip hop in general, honestly, um, for all the 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 stuff people talk about, about this being a terrible year. And it, it was in a lot of respects. But musically, I feel like this is a pretty good year for hip hop. So so what's what's your song of the year? Hmm. That's tough, man. <laughs> I got to look at my Spotify. It's, raps OK, it's easy for me, man. That Travis Scott franchise. That's my song of the year, man. I love that for like, you. Yeah. I love that. I love, yeah, I love that for you. I don't love that for <laughs> me personally, but I love that for you. Yeah, that's that's like my number one song. Like that, I think I played that song the most this year out of um, any other song. And it just dropped not too long, like a couple months ago. It, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but man, that song to me that's that should be the song of the year to me. I feel like people don't really play it as much, but. To me, it kind of came. It kind of came and went. To be honest, for a Travis yeah. Scott song too. Yeah, and I know I'm being biased because I personally like that song, but man, that that song still go hard. I still play it like crazy to this day. <laughs> I see he released the actual drink, the cacti um, seltzer, hard seltzer that he's coming out with next year. I'm so oh, excited. He's he peddling and alcohol too. My white claws and trulies for me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting a PS5 too, just because Travis Scott advertised? I ain't gonna lie, I looked it up, but oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine gonna have a PS5 collecting dust while little kids can't get one for Christmas. <laughs> you gonna have one collecting dust just because Travis Scott got one? He was advertising for it, so okay, I love I so great. <laughs> I, I think if we're talking in general and not just our personal opinion, the song of the year had to be WAP. Right, mm, like yep. what song was bigger this year than that? I think WAP or WAP, however you want to say it, has to be the song of the year in general in terms of what got the most play, what got the most controversy. You have fucking Fox News anchors talking about this song, man. Yeah. Not since Doggy Style have I heard a album be so controversial in the mass media, really. That, so, and and it even made Snoop Dogg seem old. It did. Snoop Dogg don't ever seem old to me, but he seemed Snoop. old. I was like, oh, not you, Snoop. Edward you know Snoop. what, man? I'm sick of Snoop Dogg. I, I got to say it, man. I'm sick Uh-oh. of Snoop Dogg. Come a rant. I, I got to get a, get, a, get a Snoop rant off real quick, man. I'm getting sick of Snoop Dogg. Like, I think he's funny. I enjoyed him on the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. commentary. I think he's entertaining still. But as far as his opinions, he is the most flip-floppy-ass nigga in the history of niggadom. Like he changed his mind on everything just a few weeks ago. Like he was talking and all this shit about Eminem. 
about how Eminem's not in his top five and shit. But when Eminem was on top of the world, Snoop was praising Eminem to the heavens. And now he want to talk like now, since it's cool to be more pro-black, he want to be like, well, Eminem ain't all that great. He ain't in that top five. Like, keep the same energy, dog. Eminem dissed him on his album, apparently, because of that. And even though I'm not a big fan of Eminem, I kind of see his point, you know, like this dude is from your camp. He made you relevant again in a way. So uh, like I, I, I didn't really feel that. And then this whole thing about him criticizing Cardi B, talking about how WAP is too vulgar and women got to leave more to the imagination. Nigga, you make doggy style. There were congressional hearings about the album Doggy Style, dog. What people, legislators were talking about how misogynistic this album was, how vulgar it was, how it was destroying the youth. And we as black people supported Snoop. We said, nah, let that man make his art. This shit bangs, it rides. Who cares? The content is entertainment. We, we rolled for Snoop when he was getting killed by all these black black congressmen too. Like black people were getting at, on his ass. Yeah. And all black people were saying Snoop Dogg's album is terrible for the youth. And now he's turning around saying the same shit about Cardi B for an well, album that's not even as bad as Doggy Style, honestly. I, don't, I can't believe I'm doing this. I, I can't believe I'm about to defend, defend Snoop on this particular subject. Oh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us why WAP is too vulgar. And well, see, here's the style. thing. WAP is not too vulgar. As somebody okay. who grew up on Ain't No Fun and grew up exactly. on a lot of Too Short and a lot of Ludacris and a lot of Mystical. Again, the man started off the song called I Came With My Dick In My Hand. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> This is a water burger. Chill the fuck out. We don't need you doing all that right now. Um, so Snoop is 49 years old, right? Now, I don't know if you've been in any establishment with somebody who is over 35, 40 years old. Listen to how they react when Ain't No Fun comes on. <laughs> listen to how they react when Freaky Tells by Too Short comes on. Yep. Now listen to how they react by City Girls, mm-hmm. Cardi, Meg. It's a generation. It's just, it's a it's a real generational disconnect there. It's weird when it becomes when it's our heroes, the people who kind of start off the vulgarness, kind of having a realization. But it's just I think it's just a real societal thing in some aspects. Like you literally will be chilling, just you know doing what you do, and then ain't no fun. Come on, you getting up and dancing, right? Because you're of that you're about you know of that age. But then say, oh I don't know. Um, uh Cleotis Early's uh no Theotis Early stand up in it comes on you're like oh what the f- why what no <laughs> and Jasmine I don't know if you've ever heard of uh stand up in it but stand up in it is a old uh juke joint record and basically the song goes along the lines of hey you are not really fucking that woman unless you are standing up in it and just deep fucking that woman look that up <laughs> You know, stand up in it is nasty. Don't tell me it ain't my one. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't, I don't listen. You don't listen. You sure you, you don't know? What, all right, look. You don't, don't go on right. Pornhub. I don't listen to music like that, sir. Excuse me. I, I'm a pure, <laughs> a pure man. I'm professional. I do not look at porn or, not or music. <laughs> <laughs> it was Trish Stratus' birthday yesterday, Ryan. What did you do? I don't know who that is. Who is Trish Stratus? <laughs> I don't know who that is. I only know nice Christian women. I don't know who you're talking about. But anyway, <laughs> point is, there's just a, it's just a general like disconnect. Of course, as Snoop said, Snoop said if he was 21, 22 
in this era now, he probably would have hopped on a remix, which he definitely would have. But, you know, hearing it, it's a little, it's jarring for some people, right? Only because of, again, your age and what you've seen and what you've done. And now the subject matter is a little bit, you know, it's a bit more up there. It's more blatant to the point. Now, again, that's that's Snoop tapping into this old nigga. I'm not going to front mm-hmm. you on that. Because, again, I'm 32. I hear WAP. The first time I heard it, I was literally making faces at my computer screen because I was like, oh, whoa. (laughs) And then the video, because, again, the video dropped the same time. And then also um, it is alleged that certain radio stations couldn't play the song, which also made it like, okay, why? what is in this song if you can't play it? And then we heard it. And then we understood why. That's why that clean version is not really fun. Like you need the unedited version to get the full genocide quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But I, I see your point. But to counter that, like it's one thing for somebody who's not in music or is not an artist to have that opinion of my generation's music was better, but this stuff is going too far. Mm-hmm. But being Snoop. And being what he's been through, being what he's lived through, right. I think he should know better than to criticize people for this type of music yeah. because he was in their shoes literally uh, when he was going through and when he was in his prime, making these records that everybody thought was way too vulgar. Like he's been there and everybody who was riding against Cardi was probably riding against all these older white politicians who were saying her music is too uh, vulgar. Probably the same ones saying shit about Snoop in 94. Yeah. So being as how you were in that position, you should know better in general than to yeah. go against sometimes somebody you, who's young and doing it. Sometimes it's best to not even weigh in on it like that. Yeah. Or or just lie and say, hey, it's a cool song. I don't have a problem with it. You're doing her thing. Like, don't don't go yeah. against black women in 2020, man. It's not worth it. You will, you will get destroyed. Yeah. You have a burner account when you do it. Yeah, remember he Snoop kind of fucked up earlier. Remember he uh, went in on Gail King. Yeah. Yes, that, after, after. his his ass on the red table talk, crying. Glasses. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. <laughs> and people forget some of the wildest shit Snoop has done. Snoop went to the Video Music Awards. I think it was MTV Video Music Awards. This nigga had two women on leashes. You remember that? Yeah. Yes. He showed up to an award show with two black he, women on leashes, and he was holding he also, the chains. He also promoted an adult film called Yes, Dog, he did Dogs, porno. Doggy Style. Yes. <laughs> Cardi B got a, <laughs> a a young woman by the name of, of Obsession was in one of those films. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I know that. personally. I literally just saw the box art, and it said her name was Obsession. Mm, okay. 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 <laughs> Okay, Mr. I don't know what Pornhub is, but all right. Shout out to Jake Seed on the goddamn Troy 2001. (laughs) Okay, okay. But yeah, just like, because all the vulgar shit, this would be like some Ron Jeremy saying porn is too vulgar right now, basically, or some shit like that. Like, you, you are the one who is perpetuating all this shit when you were younger. And now you have this opinion because you're old and probably have daughters. I get it, but don't say it. Don't go on radio and say it. Say it in your own home if you want, but don't say it because you still have influence, Snoop. You still are OG in the game, so ain't no need for all that shit. But I digress. <laughs> we were talking about uh, best song of the year. Do y'all have any other uh, candidates you want to bring up or 
You said franchise, Figgy. Jasmine, what's your favorite song of the year? That's really hard for me. And I don't know if I'm copping a plea here because I don't, I don't know. I don't want to. What I, have you listened to most? Like, there has to be one song you listen to most, probably over and over again, a Janae Aiko song about. Honestly, the thing is, the song that I've listened to the most this year did not come out this year. And then it was a Nipsey Hussle song. Okay. Um, it was I Don't Stress because I don't, I'm, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a fucking classic. So I don't, I don't consider that to be the song of 2020, but that is the song that I listened to the most this year, I would say. Okay. I, I did listen to a lot of Nipsey this year, hamster. Okay, I see the Nipsey Hustle shirt. I like it. Brandon, you have any other picks for song of the year or? Uh, I will say most impactful song of the year is definitely WAP. Uh, in terms of favorite songs, is still, Hustle and Motivate is still one of my favorite songs ever. Um, it's tatted in my skin, so I can't like let go of that song ever okay. if I wanted to. Um, but then in, I think I listened to more songs this year all straight researching. So like Doobie, like, Doobie Ass Trade by Devin Adu was one of my favorite songs this year. Um, Outkast's Stangonia uh, was one of my, my favorite albums. Spotty Addy Dopalicious by Outkast, which if you play the horns on Spotty Addy, that's what that's what love sounds like to me. Um, one Way Flight Dang. with Benny and Freddie Gibbs is one of my favorite songs this year, only because of Clipper Slander and also they both got busy. Like Benny and Freddie, when they ever they drop tracks together, they just get they go in. Um Oh Lord. Lil Wayne's BB King Freestyle with Drake. That was one of my favorites. Um Big Sean and Janaiko Body Language was definitely one of my favorites. Janaiko's on the way remix was definitely one of my favorites. Um and what else? Little I say Little Babies We Paid. That was a that was a solid one for me. And um give me one no. more, Brandon. What's up? I'm sorry, not to cut you off. Casey Talk by NBA Youngboy. Was ah, my bad. Yes, I will. Make, oh, there's my one. Thank you. Make no sense by Youngboy. That's one of my favorite songs of this year. <laughs> I, I saw. I finally got in. I finally got in the Youngboy this year. I finally understood. I was trying to be along the lines of barber shops across the country that keep it on YouTube all damn day because <laughs> NBA Youngboy is number one market. YouTube, the most watched artist on yep. YouTube. Young boy. So therefore, I was like, I gotta, I, "This got to make sense to me." So therefore, hey, young boy, I get it now. I, I I fully buy into it. Okay, okay, I respect it. I respect the picks. Um, so yeah, that 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 about does it musically for the year twenty twenty. Like I said, now, I thought it was a pretty good year musically. What's that? Now I said, now let's get into the fuckery of twenty twenty. Yeah, of course, we got to break <laughs> I, down. I'm like, I feel like we need a, a an Elder Scroll. That's how big this guy is. <laughs> Y'all got to fill in some things because I wrote this uh, pretty quickly. Um, and I mainly just focused on the beginning months because there was some stuff I forgot because everybody knows this year has felt longer than usual um, in terms of all this shit, shit that's happened, all this shit we've been dealing with in, in yeah. the world and current oh, events. Baby. So I, I'm going I'm to start at the beginning. I'm going to start in January when everything was supposedly rosy and good. We're going into a new decade. The 2020s, the roaring 20s were back, people were saying. And we didn't realize it was like the bad version of the 20s with the fucking Great Depression and shit. But the roaring fair, 20s hey, was back. 
Hey, Rocky, to be to be fair, now you see why people uh got dressed up and started just going out like in suits and ties for no damn reason during the <laughs> 20s because they had a whole pandemic in 1918 and 1919. Yeah, that's true. There was a pandemic. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stars aligned for 1920 and 2020 somehow. But uh, so, yeah, we start off the year and right out the gate, David Stern died on January 1st. Yeah, I remember that. That was January first. Yes, yeah, January first. David Stern crazy. died. Yeah, I forgot that happened this year. Me too. Dang. Uh, but yeah, David Stern died on the first, and this is Houston specific here. January thirteenth, the Astro sign stealing punishment comes down. Um, the whole commissioner's report gets published, um, and the uh, official punishment was suspending AJ Hinch and uh, Jeff Luno for the year. They end up getting fired and they detailed the entire thing about what happened. Of course, the fans were outraged. Fucking LA Dodgers were pissing their pants, talking about how they should give up the MVP award, all this shit. So right out the gate, it was bad for Houston sports. It's about to get a little worse too, but that, that comes a little later. And of course, sadly on the 26th, um, what we thought was going to be the most shocking thing that happened this year. Kobe Bryant passed away, him and his daughter and several friends in a tragic plane accident. Um, so, yeah. Tough start for the Roaring Twenties, as we called it. Um, and let's talk about the Kobe thing real quick, because I kept seeing people talk about how it didn't seem real, like even months after the fact. So, how do y'all feel about, like, I, I know, of course, you know, it's a tragic death still, but have y'all accepted it now? Have, does it feel like, okay, this actually happened, he's gone? Or do you still, are you still kind of in a state of disbelief about Kobe Bryant's death? It still doesn't feel real. Um, I was in LA like that morning. Um, I can remember it 100%. It was foggy as hell. The night before was just, gla- it was just, glowingly beautiful dope right we literally just watched the sixers play the lakers and braun just passed kobe for third all-time of scoring yeah. so i was like okay cool i'm gonna go to sleep just get ready because i'm getting ready for the grammys all this type of third right it's that that part when you flex it just that's how the story goes so then i get a tmz alert on my phone and i'm like you bullshit i put on i put on twitter dog that tmz alert can't be real Cause I then I started looking at I started f- cutting on TV channels because I'm in LA, my local news and LA got this story they gotta have this story they gotta have this story, and then it slowly started trickling on social media. You started seeing the reactions. I was like, holy shit! And then I went down to um, I called my homie who was in LA too, and he was like, yo, like we just found out at the bar everybody's crying, like everybody's stuck. It felt for like a good four five minutes it felt like the world just froze and everybody was just stuck in this emotion right and so i called my homeboys at the staples center he's like dog it feels like a morgue in here nobody knows what to say and so that whole day like i'm going through i'm dry, like just riding through la i see none of the purple and gold i see staples center literally turns into a virtual like just set up for a mural it still doesn't feel right it just don't. And then when I got back to town on the 27th and then just kind of like it sat with it for a little bit, it's just like, nah, bro. Like, 
he's going in the Hall of Fame this year, bro. Like his Gianna's gonna be the one that's gonna be the the, the second generation that is ill as fuck as a, as a basketball player, right? It's gonna be all these different things. Like he's evolving as a man outside of the game, and it's like for a lot of people, you finally got to enjoy like like Kobe Bryant, like. That's the biggest thing about it. Like, I remember so much like people hated Kobe because he used to kill their teams on the court or they hated Kobe because of the, the, the sexual assault case in Colorado or they just hated Kobe because he was such a driven person on that court and wanted everybody to line up with him the same way like Michael Jordan. And now it's like, bro, I miss that asshole. I miss, I miss Kobe. And it still doesn't feel real. And everything that's happened afterwards, even with his mother-in-law trying to sue for back for like over some dump. I'm like, bro, like I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't think it was going to be that shady. I was like, oh, come on, man. That's just grimy. Like how you sue you? How do you sue your daughter? Because you say you were a babysitter and she's basically been a stay at home mom since she got married to Cole 20 years ago. Like, what? what is this? So, all in all, I miss Bean. Um, I wanted it, I wanted it not to be real when I saw it. It still doesn't feel real. But then again, I think what happened was, you know, for a brief moment in time, for a brief moment in time, we would stop arguing with legends. The LeBron-Kobe debate was done. And then a week later, mm-hmm. niggas got right back to the argument. I'm like, y'all can't even be y'all can't even be on one accord for this. Now I feel like the same shit happened with Chad, Chadwick Bozeman too. We'll talk about that a little bit later because everybody was talking about how we not gonna talk crazy or insult people or yeah because I, they felt guilty about what they said about him and yeah that never sticks, man. Niggas it never do does. It never does stick. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you've seen my Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix yet, but. Give him the, good. Give him the Posumbas Oscar now. I don't know if he's best supporting or best lead actor, but there are two monologues in that movie alone that's like, yo, yeah, give him, give it to him now. Yeah, I'm sure he's gonna get something. Jasmine, it looked like you wanted to say something too, though. What was your does oh, it feel real um, to you now or yeah, no, I was gonna mention that. Like I remember Biggie was actually the first person that said it that gave me the news i remember him posting it in the group and i was like i don't believe you like i was so i was so like thinking whatever like and because i remember he posted the tm i think he posted that kobe had died then he posted the tmz link and when i went to go look for it that link was broken and now you know now obviously we know why all the controversy behind it but that link was broken it wasn't working and i was just like whatever i don't believe this and i was so like off-putting to what Biggie was trying to say, and I really felt away by it. And I'm not even that huge of a Kobe fan, so to to see that and be so put off by, it, and then to learn that it was real was just like wow. And then that that definitely just his impact on the whole world. Because um, like Brandon mentioned, I was definitely one of the people that wasn't always the biggest Kobe fan, and I'm not even going front and stunt like now because he's passed. I am, but I do recognize his impact. I do recognize like what he's done and and his arrogance and why it was the way that it was. So, um, and seeing that through his daughter and just learning about, you know, the legacy that he did build because I, I, again, I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan. So I still think it's unreal. I still think 
you know, friends and good, like, um, family members that, like, Kobe, they grew up with Kobe. Kobe was a, like, I, I don't know if it's cliche to say, but he was legit a father figure to some people. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that was, that was huge. I think that was, that was very, still shocking. And like Brandon mentioned again, like, just the whole lawsuit of, I, I just, I, I don't understand people. Um, and this time, especially, like, I just don't understand how you could be so ugly like that to, to your family, to your daughter, like the pain that she's still going through. I just don't understand why you would, why you would even fix your mouth or fix yourself to do something like that. But I don't know. But think you got to get your take too, man. So does it feel real now or is it still kind of feel? It's, it still don't feel real, man. Like I think about that day almost every day <laughs> because I remember sitting there, I was on the couch watching ESPN I was for some reason I was watching the Pro Bowl, and uh, I was that was that day. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I I was chilling and I was getting ready to go to um ro- the Royal Rumble was that same night. So I was sitting yep. there chilling and uh, I'm yeah. looking on Twitter and the same night, that was the same as a Wale concert too. Mm, yeah, because I'm sitting there like I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm like, wait, what the? F-? Like everybody was saying, oh my God, not Kobe. No, no, Kobe. I'm just seeing a stream of tweets. I'm like, what the? I'm like, this can't be real. And then I end up seeing the TMZ tweet. And that's when I sent it in the group chat. But I'm looking on, mind you, I'm still watching the Pro Bowl. And ESPN did not bring it up at all. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, do they need to confirm this or something? Mm -hmm. I'm like, social media going crazy right now. And ESPN sitting there talking to Deshaun Watson. (laughs) <laughs> at the Pro Bowl. So I'm like, man, like something ain't right. And I want to say maybe like 20 minutes later, that's when they cut that shit off. And then they just went straight up Kobe. And I'm like, man, this, like, I couldn't even believe it. My wife was shot. My wife don't watch sports like that. But that death hurt her. <laughs> and and to be honest, I wasn't a Kobe fan at all. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stand the Lakers. Still can't really stand the Lakers. But for some reason, I felt like I lost one of my best friends, one of my best players. It, it seemed like it was way too early. It seemed like he was just starting to dip off in something else, uh, uh, something away from sports, mm-hmm. away from the um, – I don't want to say away from the NBA, but it seemed like he was starting to do his own thing. He just won a, uh, a won an Oscar or a Grammy. He won an Oscar a few years ago. Yeah. So it seemed like he was dipping off in something else. We were starting to see the older we we starting to see life after Kobe, mm-hmm. and for something like this to happen. And then when and then when I seen the report that uh, his kids was in there too, that that's when I really lost. I'm like, no, not not his whole family. But then the reports came out later that it was you know it was him and uh, Gigi. But even just just the whole thought of him and Gigi and being in that. Um, helicopter, man, that hurt a lot, man, because you could tell she was just like him. You could tell that was his, his unofficial twin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he trained her like crazy <laughs> to be great. And I kid you not, she probably would have been in the WNBA <laughs> at some point. Oh, psh, busting ass, son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, you could tell she was going, uh, he was going to make her a star. So just to see it all go down like that, man, it was, it was so sad. Like at that, if I could cancel the year, at that point I would have. 
but man, it, it it still hurt, man. Like um, like Brandon said earlier, it was his eligibility year for the Hall of Fame, and who, who like. I don't care how you feel about Kobe. It, it's it. It would have been good to see him walk across that stage, you know. Cause you, dog, because you know he tells like some a one basketball stories. So you yeah. know, like with his like psychotic mind and remembering the game, it's like yeah, yeah. And and so. a lot of people. I mean, you can say what you want about Jordan, but I feel like a lot of people, a lot of younger people, respect Kobe way. Uh, 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 respect him. A little more than they do Jordan, as far as like a, a per, as far as like personality, because I don't know Kobe relate relate to the younger people more than Jordan. Jordan a little more old fashioned, but it seemed like everybody relate more to Kobe than they did to Jordan, as far as like the players. Because uh, well, you gotta look at this generation that that is their Jordan, like yeah. for like for our for our generation of folks in the late twenties, early thirties, is Kobe. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't have like a an idea of like what Michael Jordan looked like, you're like our initial look of Michael Jordan for a lot of people was that last three P from '96 to '98. Like, I can remember the night. Like, my earliest Jordan memory, I would say, is I think the '92 Finals against the Blazers and then the Bulls in '93. And I remember the Bulls in '93 because of. Um, I was at my I was at my uncle's mom's house. We were watching that final, so I remember that, right? But for a lot of people, we watched the whole career. We watched the the, the missed yeah. shots in Utah. We watched him busting the mask for sixty and three quarters. We watched eighty one. I still wish eighty one was on like a decent like HD channel when it dropped because it's still like, uh, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, one. That's, that's one of the ones. That is definitely one of the ones. And the yeah. weirdest part is. You know how you know how long twenty twenty has been. Lil Wayne dropped an album at the top of this year. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember. I actually liked that album a lot. At least the first yeah. half of it. I Mahogany it was, was, was that yeah, joint off that album too. Mahogany is one of Lil Wayne's best songs, maybe. Like he is rapping his ass off on that. So I still play that song to this day, man. That song is crazy. I think that album is kind of underrated. I think partly because of all the shit that was going on, especially with Kobe's death. Maybe people didn't feel like bumping it, but I thought that was pretty underrated, man. Um, but yeah, I agree with all you with everything y'all said. You know, I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan either, but it also impacted me. You know, when you grow up with somebody's big as him and he passes away, it was, of course, very, very traumatic for everybody, man. You know, it sucked. And I remember because I remember we the podcast we did that week, we did it in studio. We had Jasmine Figgy, myself, and Brandon Scott there. Now, I remember because I actually went back and listened to it a little bit. I remember me saying, you know, this will be the biggest thing that happened this year unless something absolutely crazy and insane happens. Yo, you know, it was wild, Rocky. Remember the first week of 2020? We almost thought we would be in World War III with Iran. Yes. <laughs> World War III was trending. Yeah. Love. <laughs> we thought, like, I, I was like, okay, nothing's going to top Kobe passing away this year unless – something completely insane happens. And of course that actually did happen this year, but we don't get into that pretty soon. So Kobe's death left a, a, a heart. The whole nation was in pain, man. Going into February, the whole rowing twenties debate and discussion and the memes have gone away. Now we're kind of down on 2020 vision. Yes. I'm glad that got ended real quick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All the positive memes about the year, 
have gone away. But now I think people are starting to think, okay, things can only things can only go up from here, right? Right? They can only go up from Kobe dying, right? Not well, so fast, my friend. <laughs> yes. In February, uh, the World Health Organization officially names the coronavirus. It's called COVID nineteen. You know, there oh, are reports. Lord. Hey, Rocket, you want to mm-hmm. say something weird? So I'm on my. I pick up a copy of the Los Angeles Times mm-hmm. the day after Kobe passed. Mm-hmm. A side, Kobe. Turn the page. Coronavirus uh, in Japan, coronavirus in China likely to spread to other countries. And I was like, coronavirus? Well, dang, that's, I mean, damn, China got to deal with something crazy. Okay, flip page, more Kobe, more Kobe, more Kobe. Little did we know that. Yeah, that was a premonition of things to come. It swept through China, of course. Um, It went through Italy very hard. Um, in February, you know, like I think everybody was cognizant of the coronavirus, but I think we were all and you could check the media too. you know, people were generally saying it's not a big deal. It's just like the flu. We shouldn't have to lock down or wear masks. You know, the media is and this is what I don't like about the media, man. Like y'all got to accept when y'all fuck up, too, because everybody I'm, I'm not here to defend Trump at all. But Trump's response in the beginning was not that much different than most of the media telling us that this shit wasn't a big deal when it was happening. And then when it came through, everybody say, well, it's the president's fault. He should have taken it more seriously. No, the media should have taken it more seriously too. But that I digress. Anyway, so in March is when shit really gets real. Okay, in March is when shit really starts to go sideways for the rest of this year. Um, in March, uh, March 11th, the NBA officially suspended the season after Nurkic, who got who got it first? Who who was Rudy Go Bear? Go Bear, that's right. Yeah. Rudy fucking Go Bear. After trolling the media press conference and touching all the mics and and basically fucking around in the locker room trying to spread it, yeah. uh, he actually spread the coronavirus through the locker room. Donovan Mitchell got it too. And that night, the NBA suspended the season which was the most drastic thing in relation to the virus that's happened at that point. And I remember remember this vividly as well. Yeah, I remember 2019, the NBA's big thing dealing with was Daryl Morey sent a tweet about China. Yes, I forgot that happened too. I should have brought that up and more local news for for Houston. The China tweet happened too. (laughs) But so I remember this vividly too, because on March 14th, we had our last Gems and Juice Studio mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, we had our special guest. Uh, who, who was Tony. that? Yes, Fat Tony yeah. was our special guest that day. And I remember we had got him. You got, we had a great time. We were drinking and shit. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the interview, Fat Tony asked us, he's like, how serious do y'all think this coronavirus thing is, really? And I told him, man, like, it looks bad. They shut down Italy completely at that point. You know, there was footage of people fucking being on complete lockdown, people filling up hospitals and shit. And I'm like, this shit's going to come here. So I was predicting it to be bad. I didn't know how bad it would get. But things got very bad. Uh, Of course, shortly after that, we shut down the entire nation. The rodeo got canceled. Did we really shut down, though? Yeah, we shut down, man. Did we? Dog, okay, nothing was open except (laughs) grocery stores 
in liquor stores and, and niggas stealing all the fucking toilet paper. Toilet paper, yes. and paper towels. Toilet paper was hard to come by. It's still it. like here's my question, bro. Like, when was that? Like, why was that such a a, a big thing? Like, why was of all things toilet tissue? I think there. I don't. I think there was some kind of. I don't know how I, it I happened, th- but some kind of social media thing happened where people said that we're gonna run out of toilet paper I, or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I I think what it is too. I feel like. When, whenever you say lockdown, we need to be on lockdown, they think of all the shit you need, like toilet paper, paper towels, and mm-hmm. soap, and all this other shit. So people just go crazy with that since they feel like they're going to, I guess, be in the house for until they don't know when. So let's stock up on the toilet paper. Well, and to be, to be fair to Brandon's point, too, like I guess our lockdown was a lot softer than other countries. You know, I don't think Atlanta ever shut down. <laughs> I don't think they ever even closed the strip clubs there. You, did you see but, the party Mulatto was having? Yeah, yeah. Everybody the bottles, and I'm like, man, I I, I see now. Like, I hope this is old. <laughs> nah, here's, here's what's bad about the Mulatto party. They were sharing drinks. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. wait a second, y'all. This is not the hookah. Like that's why they have different tips for hookah. Yeah, y'all going, y'all doing a little too much. Now I will say this: the party did look fun. I mean, it was like a little roaring twenties type deal, you know. I knew a few people who went. Just I was like, ooh. It's it, 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 celebrities are making me sick, man. Because y'all, okay, if y'all want to party and have fun, don't tell not, us. Not not even just that. Like it's fine if you want to do your own thing. I understand it. But I better not catch you lecturing us and what we better not be doing politically, socially, whatever. If you out here in a pandemic doing it big for your birthday party or album release party or whatever. Because time and time again, we've seen a lot of celebrities and they always issue the, the apology the next day. Like, was no tip. Yeah, the notes have come out. They, uh, the Kardashians, like, completely canceled their Christmas party that they normally do because of Corona, but... Wait, no, nah, that's so bull. Much. How many parties did they have this year? That's what I'm saying. That's what it, <laughs> that was, like, the controversy behind it. Like, y'all canceled it's hilarious. It's like we, It was like, we, we finally have, we finally guilted you into doing the right thing. <laughs> Again, uh, my thing has always been this, bro. Like, and this is what celebrity has taught me a lot in 2020. You, if you do something, cool. Guess who you don't have to include in that? Me. I don't need <laughs> yeah. to know that. Cardi B, if you want to spend 88 grand for a goddamn ugly ass purse, do that shit. Mm-hmm. What you don't have to do is tweet about it and, and ask your fans this because your fans are not your friends. Your fans are your fans. That is the main thing. Secondly, if you go and party, here's what's going to happen, bro. Somebody's going to snitch tag you mm-hmm. on IG, James Harden. Somebody's going to snitch. Somebody's literally going to snitch on you, and you can't really do nothing about it. So you know what? Just stay home, bro. Just stay home. Like, you want to bring people for, for um, Thanksgiving? Cool. Do that. Don't take no pictures, no video, no nothing. Have a Thanksgiving like you would have it in 1987. <laughs> That's all, all like- the Polaroids after the fact. And I'm kind of, the I'm on the same way as I was about the mask. Because I was like, okay, you can't have, like, either all of us have to wear a mask or none of us do, in my opinion. It makes no sense to have it suggested and then try to shame people for not, like, either mandated or don't. Mm-hmm. Eventually got to that point where you have to wear a mask in her buildings at all. Yeah, but even in that, um, shit, it still became politicized. Yeah. Like, it's, it, 
it really shouldn't have. It how we handled this pandemic. It was bad, man. From but top I- to bottom. I have never known a government to say make it enough and also claim this to be the richest country in the nation oh, in the yeah, world. Six hundred dollar fucking stimulus, yeah. You had to survive twelve hundred dollars off one stimulus check. Yeah. From April till December. But that's the fucked up thing too, because the lockdowns, businesses that are closed, but these politicians are still taking their monthly vacations. And like, it's rules for thee and not for me, basically. And I don't like that. Either we lock down or we not. And if we not, everything should be open. Like er, either you're going to shut everything down or everything is open. We can't, we can't be no half step in this bullshit, man. But sorry, we, but, but again, <laughs> Rocket, we are a half step in ass country, as you've seen. We're at, that's we true. Are. That's true. But we, we either uh, we got to go full in, full in ignorant or full out and then lock it down. But, you know, you're right. We are a half step in ass country. But anyway, more things that happened in March. We digress a little bit. Um, our last studio appearance of the gender juice podcast was march 14th after that we're locked down is somewhat quote unquote can't go nowhere everything's closed jobs are being lost um and this is the time when the versus battles start versus and quarantine radio both started on march 24th and i believe the verse the first versus battle was swiss beats and timbaland right yeah it was swiss beats and timbaland and it was the bootleg version because Swizz was playing music from his car, Timbaland was playing music yes. from his studio, yeah. and it was like, oh, this is fun. Because you know what it, it reminded me of? That battle between Swizz and Just Beats. Just Blaze. Just, just Blaze. Yeah. Just Beats, I got them together. I still do not believe, I still can't re- remember how exactly Just Blaze lost, but then I realized. You know Swizz why he has, lost, though, right? He Because Swizz played that one song, that unreleased that unreleased Jay Z Nas DMX record, yeah, that he still has not he put still out. Still didn't put that out, man. That's been like three years. <laughs> yeah, so that that was the beginning of verses that's still going on today. You know, we actually have one coming up soon with the Too Short and uh, E Forty. So yeah, it's still going strong. That turned into a whole brand for them. Mm-hmm. So good for and that so quarantine, quarantine radio. radio. Quarantine radio didn't really have the same success unfortunately because of what he allegedly hold on a second hold on a second (laughs) quarantine radio was a was a strong success in the beginning of the pandemic it was even boosie had a somewhat own version because boosie came up with the amazing concept of put your vagina lips on and got banned and got banned by mark zuckenberger Mm-hmm. And to this day, has still wanted to get his goddamn account back, and has not gotten his account back because the way Boosie uses Instagram nine times out of ten is how any like influencer uses Instagram. He gets paid to post stuff. Yeah, I feel for Boosie sometimes. I really do. Man, he dug his own grave. Man, come on. <laughs> like yeah, he knew he what the fuck he was doing, putting porn on Instagram. I don't feel bad for him. Yeah, and the invention of Demon Time and actual Demon Time on Instagram. Yes. Yeah, he he, so, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, but again, Tory Lanez kind of set the blueprint, and it was a dope little blueprint. It was dope. It was you had random people. He came on like an announcer from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, um, it was dope. Quarantine, 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 quarantine. Yeah, it, little did we know how this year would end for Tory Lanez. Little did we know that. Really, little did we know that. <laughs> Went from top five to not mention at all. Unfortunate, <laughs> but we'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Also, we're just in I, March. 
Yes, we're still only in March. Yeah. Uh, Bill Withers died on March 30th. I forgot about that. Yeah, Bill Withers that, died. That hurt. Yeah, so RIP Bill Withers, man. Mm. Um, April, I, I think we were all just fucking zombies throughout the entire month, man. I celebrated the birthday in quarantine. That's how I realized, like, oh, this is this is different. Yeah. Trust me, I, I had my own little brunch party. I made my own true kitchen. I had brunch. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I I had on my, my brunch hat and my, uh, and my little brunch fit, my chains out and everything, but I had on basketball shorts underneath. So basically it was, it was almost like a Zoom meeting. Like I looked yes. presentable up here, but down below, nope. <laughs> Brandon, April was my April, April was my birthday too. April twenty second. Fourth. Oh, okay. My birthday's April fourteenth. Yeah, me, yeah, me and Rocket Aries. So yeah, we just yeah. make these. No, in. I'm Taurus. What? Not that what? I give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> what line of the game do you fall on, Rocket? What you mean? What what day is your birthday, brother? April twenty second. Oh yeah, you and my cousin got the same birthday. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Go on, continue. My so, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so whatever that means. So my, but I don't even remember what I did for my birthday. I don't even remember. I guess I just chilled out. Like there was nothing to do. I, I don't no, even I think, think I you would. A- I think you went to work because we actually sent you uh, a salad. Oh yeah, that's right. Y'all got yeah. me some food. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. So yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, I just it was a regular ass day for me, man. Um, so yeah, April was a fucking days. I don't think much really happened in terms of we're just zombies going through this fucking pandemic and this quarantine shit. So yeah, tough month, April, May, um, things got little, 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 little heated up, man. Little Richard died on May 9th, um, to begin the month, RIP little Richard. Honestly, I thought he had been dead. I'm not gonna, I like, honestly, I had no idea little Richard was still alive. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, RIP little Richard. Um, and of course, at the end of the month, we had the killing of George Floyd, which really turned everything on its head, man. Um, we had a lot of protests going on. We had the fucking, hello, oh, y'all, y'all were there. Y'all know. Uh, yeah. A whole I, lot I, of I, shit going I attended, on. I attended a few. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me add, let me present this to the panel. Do y'all think that the uh, so called promises about the post George Floyd? Because, you know, a lot of companies were making the social media posts about the NFL is making these whole new initiatives to support black people and black communities. The NBA is doing the same thing. Uh, All these companies were posting images on their social media accounts talking about RIP George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. Now that we are at the end of the year, several months removed from this incident, uh, do you think that anything has really changed? In America, we'll start with you, Jasmine. Do you think anything has really changed is, as a result of the death of George Floyd? Um, it's hard to say. I think that mentalities of Black people that that are still in tune have changed. I think the song that Black people are singing is a little different. I think the unification is is where we're lacking in certain areas. But um, uh, as far as the world itself, it, it's hard to say. It's hard to say that anything has progressed. I, I won't say that, I won't say that nothing's changed, but I, it's hard to see the progression right now. I do think that there are efforts being made um, for those that are, that for those that just weren't posting on Black Tuesday and create and posting the hashtag to begin with. So those that were really on the foreground, those that really took it seriously from jump, I think there is change. I do see it's 
I don't know if it's just me, but um, certain even people of other races, some some people are kinder. The ones they're just kinder. They're just more friendlier. Like I, I do feel like people people did kind of shift in a bit if you if you're willing to see the change. But at the same time, um, we there's still a lot of progress to make. So it's it's hard to say exactly. I feel you, Figgy. What about you, man? Do you think anything's really changed? Um, I think it did. I think the whole tone of the whole Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, I think it did change because remember, we've been screaming this since what Trayvon Martin. And um, for some reason, it wasn't getting out there on mainstream mainstream media. I mean, you you maybe had the Miami Heat, you know, do a, a, a photo shoot, you know, dedicated to Trayvon Martin, but. You, you never had like this stuff never really spilled into sports. You know what I mean? Like you see you see how they did with Colin, uh, Colin Kaepernick. It, they kind of shut him down and they just kept it moving. But for some reason, this George Floyd, it felt different. We said it on I mentioned it to you on the podcast when it happened. For some reason, this death seemed different. Like it's eye opening where you had people like a J.J. Watt who would never, you know, dip into dip in that water who said it was disgusting and that's when it trickled on down. And I felt like it did. I, I felt like it did open up, open people up into uh, to the conversation, I guess, just to even have that conversation. But uh, the, to me, the bad part about it is you start getting more ignorant <laughs> opinions about it. And it's just, it, it, to me, I felt like that was the one time we could see now that 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 was the one time where we could actually get people on the same page to try to hear where we're coming from and to me it, to answer your question i don't think that happened <laughs> i feel like people to me that that situation proved that people are stuck in their ways it's not about oh maybe they just don't know or they don't understand and nah like this during this pandemic sh- shows you that you could under you could explain to people how much, I guess, of a problem this is in this country, and they still don't want to understand it. So I, I think I think it's kind of both ways. I, I think it did change the way people think now. It bled into sports. Um, you you see how the NBA did the whole Black Lives Matter on the court and all this other stuff, because I don't think it would have never happened if it wasn't for, um, for the George Floyd situation. But I just I I I, I don't want to say it, it it created a big change to it though, because to me it seemed like it just created more arguments. Yeah, I feel where you're coming from too, man. So so Brandon, you were at the protests, mm-hmm. you were at Ground Zero, you were at the funeral yep. as well for George Floyd. So you were at Ground Zero when a mm-hmm. lot of this shit was transpiring. So what are your thoughts on this, you know, at several months removed from the George Floyd killing? Do you think anything has changed in this nation, honestly? Um, outside of a whole bunch of Black Lives Matter plazas and people not understanding the meaning behind the fund of police the same way they didn't understand the meaning behind Black Lives Matter? No. I don't think a lot of things have necessarily changed, but I also think change takes time. But also I think we are people who want and deserve radical change and the powers that be would rather have incremental change. Um, I think that 
what the NBA did, you know, whether it be George Floyd, um, God dang it, what's the dude who got shot in um, Jacob uh, Jacob Blake? Yeah, Jacob, Jacob, Blake. Jacob Blake. Between Jacob Blake and them basically leveraging their power to say, nah, like we need, must say, y'all gonna do something and we actually play this out. We need y'all to have um, voting booths, voting uh, set up in all stadiums in the league. Um, I think, again, there have been little things that have changed. Uh, the concentration on voting, um, the, thing, the, the fact that we like, everybody saw um, George Floyd's unfortunate killing mainly because of the fact that we're all at the house so you couldn't avoid it whatsoever um i also think that it basically you had people who usually you would, would like disagree with on the subject and disagree with on the situation like they're like no 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 they fucked up they, they they fucked up but then you still saw i think what a lot of people also realized was people have a playbook now for these things and in particular, if somebody of color dies, that if they die, they're going to be find all these different things to blame them for why they die. And you had this also happen in February with the Maude Aubrey, because that was February. And we didn't know about that per se till April. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you have that. And then literally in May, that literally two weeks before George Floyd is Breonna Taylor. So. Mm-hmm. You have all this cavalcade of different, you know, black death, and you're literally like, "Bruh, I'm tired. I, I'm, I'm like, I don't want. I'm tired. I'm cooped up in the house as is of this virus. I need to scream. I need to vent. I need my. Pe- I need people to hear me." And as things have things changed, I say yes and no. A little thing, like little things, we've gotten accomplished here and there. Um, I would say that George, like two things between George Floyd and the handling of this uh, virus is what directly led to what happened in November. And I also think that it's still gonna take a lot in terms of legislation and empowerment and other facets of American life to truly recognize the pain and PTSD caused to black people in this country. It's going to take a lot more than just slapping up Black Lives Matter on a street sign or writing in the street with some very pretty chalk because you're trying to change mindsets of people who have been unwilling to listen to you for hundreds of years and it's been taught. I literally was driving home yesterday from the gym and I saw a truck drive by and in the the back window on the side had a very small Confederate flag sticker. I'm like, if I was not in my right mind, I would probably see if I can like shoot the tire out right quick fast and, um, you know, claim retribution for my brothers and sisters. But in reality, I just, but in reality, I just drove, I just drove by. I was like, no, you ain't even worth it. And again, it is with a lot of races. They ain't worth it, for one. And second, what races you know can fight? <laughs> what races you know got hands? Not a one. Not a single one has hands. Well, again, I'm not, and then also we could talk about this. I don't think Jake Paul's racist. I think Jake Paul's opportunities, but he has hands, okay? 
Yeah. Nate, Nate Robinson found out the hard way that he has hands. I and mean, then the motherfuckers in prison, uh, uh, what's that group called? Aryan Nation. Nation. They probably yeah. got hands because they in the pen. But yeah, that's really but about they, it. again, they but say they had to they had to learn how to have hands because yeah. they still have this innate belief that all black people can fight and all black people can do these, this thing that and the third. Which, yes and no. Yeah, I mean, I black people can do many things, things that a lot of people can not do. Dictate culture in this country, black people mm-hmm. do that. Now, if we could do the same thing and apply it to these laws. Yeah. And the prison population and having people involved that look like me and you and Jasmine and Figgy in the uh in the cannabis industry in terms of executive levels where they make a hundred million, they clear a hundred million dollars and it not looked upon like oh he's a drug dealer, but no, he is a uh, a pharmaceutical genius. I'd rather that too. Like, don't give me culture, give me the whole pot. Recognize me for who I am. And I told this to the BBC, like, all these people want is to be recognized for their, their, their human decency. Recognize me as a human being. Like, I'm just like you. So, but due to 400 years of conditioning by you, now I have to react this way. Because you only listen to me when I react this way. I can buildings, can be, buildings can be replaced. Street signs can be replaced. Windows can be broken and put back together. You can't take somebody's life and think that's going to be cool. I feel you, man. Um, and I agree. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of in between as far as the answer for that question, too. Um, I think things have changed. You know, it's good to see, you know, finally schools were removing the name Robert E. Lee and all these Confederate generals. Uh, the monuments are being removed either forcibly or willingly by the state's legislature. So that, that there have been some good things. Um, also, we have to note the Washington Redskins changed their name finally after years of outcry. I know that's not really a black issue, but it's still a minority issue. Same that's something that probably wouldn't have happened. Oh, pro- no, definitely. The owner said it would never happen. Yeah. It was the sponsors putting pressure that changed that. Mm. Um, also, the Indians, the Cleveland Indians have changed their name as well. So things have happened. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you do want to see more. And I got to say, man, even though because it's difficult to have this conversation because you don't want people to miss out on their livelihood or miss money. But I do think bringing sports back so soon was a mistake. Like, I feel like the pressure was on a lot more when we had because the reason this blew up because we've had police killings, you know, for years, decades, fucking centuries, honestly, like and uh, the. The, the pressure when this happened was much higher in my lifetime that I've seen. Like, I wasn't really around for Rodney King. I don't remember that really too well. But in my lifetime, this is the most I've seen in terms of pressure being applied, people letting their voices be heard and let them know we're not taking this shit anymore, man. And I did see that pressure fall off once we started to introduce sports and the distractions came back. Because at this time, the reason why it got so hot was because we had nothing to distract us. You know, no TV to watch, couldn't go to the movies, no sports on at all. Like nothing to really make you look at anything else but this going on. Well, to be fair, we did have slight distractions before this. In Last Dance and Insecure. Yeah, but that was was over in like, what, five weeks? You know, it wasn't like a... (laughs) 
and even in the only the beginning pop episodes were really popular. So that wasn't like, and that was a, I wouldn't call it a distraction, man. Yeah, people talked about it, but it wasn't like the NBA playing every single night or the NFL playing three nights a week, you know? Like that was a slight distraction, but it was not, I didn't see that as taking a lot of attention away from the George Floyd issues and, uh, and everything that was going on. But I do feel like, and especially after the Breonna Taylor decision, I felt like the NBA should have canceled the season. Like, I felt like that was the time to do it. And the fact that they didn't, you know, it, it kind of sucked for me, man. Cause I felt like we were finally putting pressure to see, and I know I'm using we because I wasn't out there on the streets, but from what I saw of people doing it, like I was proud, man, you know, it felt good to see that kind of pressure being applied finally. And then you see it on the timeline every single day. But when LeBron come back and he's in the bubble, everybody's talking about the Lakers, you know, like the, this discussions kind of faded away. And that's unfortunate. You know, I wish we could focus on more than one thing at a time. And I, mm-hmm. I know we can. The people are doing good work out there. I don't want to generalize too much. But in general, I, as I generalize, that like there was a lot of focus taken away from the movements for social justice when sports and other distractions came back. You know, what's everybody talking about now? The fucking Mandalorian NBA coming back, NFL. It's like none of the energy is the same, dog. Let's let's be real. The energy is not the same at all. <laughs> you know, er, we got a new president, so everything's honky dory now, I guess. But I don't know. It, it it was it was good to see. I just wish it lasted longer. But you know, it is what it is. And I think the fight's not over. Like Kobe said <laughs> after Game Four or Game Three, whatever game it was. Job's not done, so no. that's one of my favorite clips from Kobe too. <laughs> like, what jobs? Jobs not done. Is, is Aren't you happy about done? being up three one? Jobs not done. <laughs> no, I was too old. Are you talking about being up too old? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's not done. So what? Is it done? Job's not done. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> that is a great Kobe clip, man. But yeah, uh, personally, I, I would I would have liked the energy to last longer, but it was still you know a moment in time, definitely. So moving on throughout the year, real quick, we're going to wrap this up because really, you know, after, after that, it, it wasn't really too much, you know, in terms of, you know, it got real, it got things. real blur, right? It, it, got, it did. Because things got somewhat back to like a weird malaise out normal. Yeah. In June, the NBA returned on June 4th. Um, I also remember No Name and J. Cole had a weird beef at that yeah, time. Yeah, there was too. that. There, there was that. <laughs> and then J. Cole told you that he don't be reading. And he was like, oh, it was it – <laughs> Was finally put to the was finally put to the to bed the rest that you gotta have a certain level of intelligence to enjoy J. Cole. Yeah. And J. Cole does not have a certain level of intelligence <laughs> to enjoy himself. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't I don't be reading no books, man. I don't be reading but, books. Like I'm sorry, what nigga? Yeah. And no name, no name had a little boost to her after that happened. I don't she tweeted too much. That's her problem. She tweeted herself out the game. I think she got a little like she some things you just don't need to express on Twitter as much. Because when you could, I, I can speak as a Twitter addict. There mm-hmm. are times when you probably shouldn't be tweeting. And I think she was tweeting through a lot of emotions at that time. Yeah. And I think eventually she deleted her social accounts. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. I liked her stuff. I liked her thoughts on things, but she's very young. And I think she, she got caught up in the emotions of that. Everything that happened after that is unfortunate. But that was that was a weird beef that happened that, that I forgot about yeah. that whole J Cole and <laughs> No Name thing. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, 
So in July, we have the Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez incident take place, which has, you know, Megan still here, Tory, all the goodwill he built from that quarantine radio is gone in the flash. You know, he's now officially facing charges, might go to prison, who knows? Um, so yeah, that whole thing occurred. And that that was kind of it for Tory Lanes. He eventually made the whole mixtape trying to explain shit, but niggas weren't really trying to. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, quick, quick. Fire though. That one was fire though. (laughs) Rain on the top was quicker, was shorter than leprechaun. Hey, I'm joking, man. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, no, I'm I'm saying what people were saying when it dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's fire though. It's It's fire fire, though. It's fire though. Because I want to hear his side. I want to hear his side. Like, <laughs> no, my favorite was people taking that, I guess, his album as facts. Like, oh, yeah, see? See? I, I do. he wasn't lying. Like, motherfucker, it's a rap song. <laughs> like, niggas be lying in raps all the time. <laughs> so what make you think this is true? Hell, I, pre- I prefer you. Know, I prefer when you do lie in your raps. Mm. It makes the truth sound better. <laughs> Again. Yeah, and that month was a weird month. We also had the entanglements happen yeah. between Will Smith, Jada uh-huh. Pinkett, I remember. August Alcina. I, that was, I think that was either my first or second guest appearance on this on Jim's and Juice Day this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that happened. That was a weird moment in time as well. Also, Kanye West started to kick up his presidential campaign at that time. I think he had his first rally. That was a disaster. Because yeah, he, he was crying. He was yeah, he was crying. And, yeah, uh, he started crying. So yeah, weird month. Weird like 2020 officially went completely off the rails at this point. Any 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 hopes of return to normalcy completely ended at this point. You know, we we were fuckery throughout the end of the year mm-hmm. at this point. Now I think you know there's no more hope. We wait past six months and we're still uh, doing fuckery. Every which month. store are you going to? Hmm. So uh, uh, August uh, was a, also a tough month as well. Uh, Wap no, happened. This nigga needs to mute himself. Let me go ahead. Uh, <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> making food requests or something. I don't know. But uh, so anyway, in August, uh, the Wap song drops. Too much controversy and praise, depending on what side you're on and who you affiliate with. But also one of the biggest, most impactful records of the year. The video was crazy too. And mm-hmm. also Chadwick Boseman unfortunately passed away at the end of the month, August 28th. Uh, we, it was revealed he was dealing with stage four colon cancer um, and had been for years. And unfortunately, like one of the last times we saw him was on Instagram live. He looked way skinny. Um, and everybody, I guess, assumed he was doing it for a role. But you know how niggas are. The jokes were flying. Niggas call him the crack panther and shit like that. And then, yeah, when it turned out that he had been sick for a long time and he was near death when he did that Instagram live, everybody got sentimental and said, we shouldn't be talking about people no more. Let's, let's be nice to each other. That lasted for about six hours, maybe. Then niggas were talking yeah. about LeBron James' hairline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, the Chadwick Boseman thing, like, I know we talk about the same thing with Kobe, but did, did that feel real to you now? I, that was only a few months ago in August, but does, does that feel that's does that feel real to you still? Like, does it still shock you that he's gone? 
it does because of the big year that he had as far as Black Panther went and just him being that representation of the Black superhero um, for for our culture. It, it definitely was, is still impactful right now. And then again, like Brandon kind of mentioned, his movies that are continuing to come out and just seeing how great of an actor he was. And I don't know if people appreciated him um, before he passed as the actor that he was, but just seeing him in these roles and how great he was and then knowing that he was going through that, it, 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 it's kind of like, it, it puts things in perspective. Like I, like damn near 2020, all 2020 has, but it's, it's, it's sad to see that someone that, that was um, able to withstand all of that is gone. We just don't have that person here anymore. And to not even know that he was that big, you know, obviously his role was huge, but not a uh, Black Panther, but not even to know how big he was, like the kids didn't even know what he was going through and, and withstanding through all of that until after he was gone. So I don't know, it's just just sad. Still prayers go out to his family and love yeah. him and friends. Yeah, it was really sad. What about you, Figgy? Yeah, I, I think it hurt. I, I feel a little more better knowing that he kind of accomplished the stuff he accomplished and just what he stood for. So I, I feel like he did leave an impact <laughs> before he left. But just, I don't know, just the simple fact that everything he stood for, man, like everything was positive. You ain't hear nothing ne negative about Chadwick Boseman. Um, just the certain roles he played. He played James Brown, Jackie Robinson. Um, he made the Black Panther cool. Like to the point that's probably that probably would have been his career, honestly. Like people would have known him as the Black Panther, not as Chadwick Boseman. Mm -hmm. But just for the simple fact how I guess him playing that role um changed, I guess, the way we look at superheroes, especially as black people. I, I don't know. I, I feel that, that meant that meant a lot, man. <laughs> like I know we could we could say what we want about the actual movie. Because a lot of people feel like that was one of the worst Marvel movies in that whole little bunch. But, hey, some people feel like that. <laughs> With yeah. that being said, I, I feel like the movie did. I, I feel like that was an important movie in our lifetime. I mean. It, yeah, it was. It was a cool moment. I liked that. Yeah. Like, like it, it was it was a good feeling going to the movie theater and seeing people in their pride and their black power shit just ready to see the movie like i mean how many times can you say you went to a movie all dressed up i didn't dress up but yeah you see it with star wars you see it with harry potter like it's, it's good to see something like that that we can actually dress up for and go see and it was all because to me i i, I feel like chadwick boseman played a bit part of that and i i know i know towards the end he kind of got tired of the whole wakanda forever yeah but, that's something that was legendary, man. <laughs> and I, I feel like that kind of that honestly, I felt like that kind of boosted the whole Marvel universe up a little bit. Because a lot of people wasn't watching watching that shit like that. So, <laughs> so after that point, a lot of people got into Marvel movies. So I I feel like Black Panther was a, a extremely important film, no matter how you feel about the actual film. But I still think it was very important. Brandon, do you think it's a good move for them to continue the film without uh, Chadwick and not recast him? Yeah. 
I think it is because again, if you think about the movie itself, like I mean, not the the not the movie, the comic itself, like the Black Panther, it's a character. It's a it is a ceremonial um, position within you know within the tribe, and then Shuri is supposed to be next in line. You read the comics, right? Right. So the way yeah, she got canceled though, so I don't know that's going to happen. <laughs> Did she really yeah. though? Yeah, she deleted her socials. Last, it, it didn't last long enough to be really like you got canceled. It didn't last because she deleted her socials, so now there ain't nobody else to bully. But <laughs> when she comes back during the press run, she gonna have to answer some questions. Yeah, some of them. <laughs> but then again, I was about to make a jo- I was about to look make jokes, and I looked up. I say cancel Notre Dame on any channel that is not uh, NBC because whenever they're on any other channel, they get drove in a primetime <laughs> situation. Um, so yeah, just you know, I wouldn't want to recast it because it's gonna make because uh, what it's gonna do for that actor is they're gonna have to deal with the pressure of living up to what Chadwick already did. Like this ain't Mark Ruffalo replacing Edward Norton as the Hulk. You know what I mean? This is a whole. There's a lot more riding on this than just you know than just playing a character that yeah, that's he, it was nah, he was actually the face something. he's the actual face of black panther at yes. this point <laughs> like he's the guy then like you know how you say with the with wwe run then now forever yeah same thing with this <laughs> then now forever yeah they can't make another undertaker it's not gonna <laughs> work uh so so yeah, that very very sad. And now it's so sudden the thing about uh, uh Chadwick Bozeman. That's like the cherry on top of a shit year in terms of you know things that's happened. That, that was and that was a crazy week too. Remember that was uh that was the week I want to say the Astros boycotted the game. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was actually the same that. night <laughs> he died, the same day he died. Yeah, Astro boycotted the game. So I was working, I was working that night because mm-hmm. the Astros was supposed to play. And uh, when I tell you, uh, when they canceled the game, our, our PD told us that, you know, just, you know, just keep it open, take calls. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, no. Wasn't it, was it because there was another, like, police shooting or something like that? That's why they canceled the game? I think it was after Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the NBA players uh, walked out. And that happened. Yeah, everybody too. was like, nah, we're just not doing this today, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not doing this. Yeah. And they, yeah. So I, well, we had to take a shit ton of calls. And people, when I tell you, I was screening these calls. If you, I'm so done with the NBA and the and the MLB. I can't believe they keep bringing this stuff into this into sports and blah blah. I'm like, man, this is probably. I was, I was like, man, this is probably the worst day of my life, man. This is probably the one. It's probably the only days I felt like quitting. <laughs> like I, I was, I was thinking maybe sports ain't really for me <laughs> on on this level. Because just you know, I, I and that's the one thing I realized this year. Like you could you could be cool with a bunch of people when it comes to sports, but as soon as something like that happened, you realize like damn, like we really don't have shit in common outside of this sports team. Yeah. So he, it, it was disturbing, man. <laughs> and that's why, and like people say that's a good thing about sports, but I also think it's kind of a shitty thing about sports. You know, because it's like it makes you think you're friends with somebody just because you root for the same team. Mm-hmm. But then you find out they're fucking secretly racist 
or, or some shit like that, or they got some skeletons <laughs> in it. That might be a fucking creepy ass pedophile or some shit. But y'all feel like you can relate because y'all root for the same team. Like, who gives a fuck about? Like, I, I know we all work in sports, but really, sports don't really mean shit, dog. In the grand scheme of anything, like it's cool shit to watch as a spectator. It's cool to debate and argue, but it's really just fluff it's really no different from fucking real like i, I mock women for watching real housewives of, of la or whatever the fuck any of those reality shows but sports are really no better you know honestly they don't really mean any, you're just watching other men play a game at the end of the day so i don't, I don't know it, it all this this year put a lot of things in perspective for me and that's another thing too where it's like just because some somebody you know you think they fuck with you because you work with a sports station or you know, you y'all got the same sports views. Like, no, nah, y'all might be very different, and maybe it's better to know how different you are before you think, you know, yeah. that y'all everything is cool. So. Yeah, it, it it was so frustrating just seeing people like, oh, you know, George Floyd wasn't no angel, and mm-hmm. oh, that you know, oh, like man, like your your auntie Betty wasn't a fucking angel. <laughs> Like, do, do you see us sitting here trying to bash her at the funeral or saying how she ain't, she wasn't perfect and all this other shit? I don't know. I'm shady enough to I might do it. <laughs> might need to start doing that shit, man. Everybody be quick to talk about somebody ain't no angel. Like, like y'all the angels. Nah, but, I do that every time some prominent white guy dies. I know I did it with Don Amish past. I'm like, well, you yeah, wasn't no like angel, but... It, uh, <laughs> You know, George Bush, George Bush wasn't no angel. <laughs> See, I ain't even go that far. That was, that's, 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 that's a little bit too political. I say something bad about George Bush Sr. See, I ain't gonna knock on my door like, doo, 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 doo. Um, hey, so uh, did you say these things on the days of December the 9th, 2018 about one George Herbert Walker Bush? You know, Barbara Bush was no angel, right? <laughs> that's how stupid people sound, man. Like when the only that, politician I'll get that deep into is Ronald Reagan. All right, that's it. That's the only one. Yeah, but Ronald see, Reagan and Nancy Reagan get all this slander. <laughs> but see, that's first, how- drug, first drug couple that got to the White House, bro. First drug, <laughs> first drug kingpin in the White House. <laughs> yeah, but that's how stupid people sound, man. Like whenever they say sh- stupid shit like that. Nah, Dick Cheney gonna get it pretty hard when he dies. So I hope his supporters are ready for it because that man was a fucking terror. But uh, so yeah, the, basically that basically wraps up. Y'all were here in November and December. We all remember all shit that happened. October, Lakers won the championship. I don't give a fuck, really. No, you're a Lakers fan, Brandon. Get I'm a LeBron fan. It's a totally different situation. Oh, here we oh, go. God. Here we go. Here we go. LeBron I'm a LeBron fan. fan. I'm a totally Kobe situation. fan. <laughs> totally different situation. Again. Okay. 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 I root for LeBron, Ramon James, son of Gloria James, born in Akron, Ohio, December 30th, 1984. Church, church organs real quick. Mm-hmm. Let all the church organs roll through. Four-time NBA champion. Full-time NBA Finals MVP, third-time All-Lead um, scorer in the league, all of it. <laughs> Man, yeah. how about LeBron trying to make it like this championship was the hardest? Well, uh, ooh, that, okay, you want to – all right, let's have this uh, conversation. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here we go. The LeBron <laughs> now, defense force. <laughs> now, is it true that this was the hardest chip per se? No. Not necessarily. Like, because, again – the Rockets in 95 had a tougher run to a chip. The Mavs in 2011 had a tougher run to the chip. 
Now, did he have the hardest finals, I would say, ever in 2016? Yes. Does the bubble kind of, like, we have to deal with your mental health and all that? You don't Man. have to uh, that team full of veterans who have been in the league for 10 years, dog. They ain't have no problem being just locked up in a hotel for a couple of months. They, would, they don't yeah. leave home anyway. But his <laughs> thing, though, Rocky, his thing. When you think of basketball, you got to think of all the outside shit. Like, how many people you know that got caught up going to Miami and then, like, they play the heat and they get blown out by 30? Yeah, Like, but- all the little trappings about the game, like travel, um, you know, breaks per se, all that got wiped out. So basically you are literally on an even playing field with everybody. But who does that now favor? Like, the younger you players or the older ones? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, look, man, the playoffs made Tyler Hero trade fodder for James Harden, bro. Like, think about oh this. God. Think about that, right? That's why the bubble should be invalid and this championship should have the asterisk on it. Because we have some superstars like Jamal Murray and fucking Tyler Hero fucking suddenly act like they're superstars because they had a great appearance in the bubble with no crowds and no travel or no nothing at all. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> As we like to say in Jasmine, I'm, I'm not being disrespectful when I, when I say this. How do you play when the hoes around? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You seen that meme of Steph playing with that girl looking in the I know y'all seen that picture with the girl yeah. looking at her lips in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Definitely. how do you play when the hose is watching? When the hose is watching, are you good? Are you all times great? Are you a superstar? And at least Anthony Davis, I know when the hose is watching him, he balls out. Yeah. So again, I don't think it was the hardest championship ever. Cause again, the 95 Rockets exist. And the 2011 Mavs exists. That's all I'm saying. You thought I was going to be agreeing, didn't you? I, I thought you, you, was, was you were fearful. <laughs> <laughs> you were fearful. I thought you like, were going to go full LeBron for us, man. My bad. So, all right, fair enough. Um, wrapping up November, and we're still in December, so I ain't going to wrap this month up. But, of course, we had a presidential election. Uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, despite what I thought would happen, I didn't think they were going to win. I thought Trump was somehow going to pull it out. He didn't. We thankfully. did it, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. 63 days in a row, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's official now, finally. The electorates uh, put in their votes, and now is it's it? official. <laughs> it, it's a, it is now. Man. Like, it can't get, like, they can't contest this shit anymore. The Supreme Court already rejected it, I think. So, that, uh, man, yeah, it's already that shit done. Was so strange, man. Because usually, I've been watching the election probably since the the Al Gore, uh, George Bush mm-hmm. election. That's when I really started paying attention to it. But I never seen no shit like this before, <laughs> where it took a, a, a week to figure out who even close, who even won. I guess. It took longer in the year 2000. It took way longer. It took like a month Mm -hmm. for us to have that election decided. Because it's one state. Yeah. So (laughs) it's not the craziest in my lifetime, but it's the second craziest. And it did. And there's circumstances because of that, because of the whole mail-in votes and all that shit. So it is what it is. But Mm -hmm. Trump is out of here. We got Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Joe Biden already yelling at niggas, telling them to stop (laughs) complaining about shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Joe is back, baby. Uncle Joe is back. <laughs> what more do you guys want? Damn it. Hey. Man, don't, don't he look like Mickey Donovan from uh, Ray Donovan? 
<laughs> yeah, bro. Just yeah, imagine bro. Mickey Donovan won the presidential race somehow. <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to think about that because then I can re- just only think about the shenanigans that would ensue as him as president. <laughs> That's a terrible thought, actually. Yeah. I mean, look, we're, 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 2021 is going to be a crazy ride, too, man. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. So we, we, will, we, will, we will stay tuned for that. Um, and also, sadly, Alex Trebek died in November as well, man. So RIP to him. He had been battling cancer for a while. Um, who do you guys think should replace Alex Trebek on Jeopardy, if you give a shit? Ken Jennings. Ken Really? Really? A former contestant should replace Alex. He's Trebek. the greatest contestant in Jeopardy history. Like I don't know, yeah. like you, who, like Ken Jennings, either him or Lavar Burton. Yeah. I just, that's, actually, that's my only. Don't think that's my only picks. They actually got a show coming out, right? They got a show. Yeah, what, Ken Jennings. Yeah, I want to say it's Ken Jennings and two other dudes that was legends on that show. Oh, okay. And they doing some type I mean, of question. Why, why are you going to get fucking nerds to host a game show, man? You got to get somebody at least entertaining or professional yeah. sounding. I, I say get Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon? Get Nick Cannon to do it. Did we talk about Nick Cannon having his own controversial year? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. we forgot about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a hard yeah, Exactly, season. right? You forgot. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, oh, but, shit. Yes. <laughs> is that under yeah. the, um, what's that umbrella, that company? What's that? Viacom. Viacom. Is that on the Viacom? I think it is, yeah. Oh, it's just Wait, no, no. Jeopardy Wait. comes on now. It wasn't syndication, so I don't know who has like but the original. CBS, isn't it? I think so. If it's CBS, then that's probably Viacom, right? Yep. Hey, man. He, 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 done did the apo- he did the apology tour as best as anybody could. He had a rabbi on the fucking podcast. He was renouncing everything he said. I think he's gonna fucking get Jewish baptized soon. Like I, I think he has fully done the apology tour, and I think they're gonna throw him a bone. Maybe but I don't know, but it was sad that Oxford Beck died. Man, I, I watched Jeopardy growing up a lot. My mom was a huge fan. She used to watch. We used to have the Sega Genesis game, and we played that too. So, oh shit! Yeah, it, <laughs> Yo, it was sad, man. Yeah, no, y'all, y'all next level, then. You're yeah. next level. If you had, nah, the, you had the game. Yeah, oh, to, be, to, be, to be fair, I did rent the game once. Not, not gonna lie. To you. I rented <laughs> from Blockbuster. I right? I rented from Blockbuster. Jeopardy was one of them games that we really couldn't watch because we didn't know none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> In 1738. Dog, I, I want to ask this too. Like, I don't know if y'all seen Jeopardy lately. Is it near? Is the game gotten way easier? It's like, way easier. It's, it's yeah. easier. Now. It's way easier. Yeah, because Please. I did not. Yeah, they be bringing up the Constitution and all this other shit. It's just like, I don't know that shit. Or like, like, They be asking about Ice Cube songs, man. Like, they be asking yeah, regular modern-day shit on yeah. Jeopardy, man. As I, as I explained on my clubhouse, there is a Black Jeopardy room every Tuesday night. If you want to win you some bread, just hop on in and mm-hmm. hope they call you onto the stage. <laughs> but how do you – okay, I want to ask about that, too. Clubhouse God, I'm glad you were here. Clubhouse. How does that work? How how does that work when you got the internet right next to you? Like, how are you gonna play Jeopardy on Clubhouse when niggas are looking up shit on the internet? You got Probably five seconds. Me. You got five seconds. Really? I mean, niggas type quick. Yeah. <laughs> nah, the search results don't be coming in that fast, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I I was just wondering because I feel like if somebody buzzed in and got the answer wrong, it, the next person could have looked it up by then. 
So I don't know. That's very know. true. <laughs> but looking Ryan, looking at all the loopholes. I'm just saying, like, look, y'all, I'm sure everybody else is doing it, but I'm just asking, how does that work? How do you prevent people from looking, getting on the internet? Because I mean, shit, I'm I might join in on Tuesday and still give me a, me a quick 400, whatever y'all be giving. So this is nuts, bro. You know what? Okay, so. This is kind of off subject, but you know how like every year they have the Dr. Pepper uh challenge in the during the mm-hmm. middle of uh the ACC or a Big 12 championship game? So they did it like virtual this year. And I was like, oh shit, we are still in a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> we can't even do that no more. <laughs> imagine giving like showing like because I know everybody has said this at this point, but imagine showing a screenshot of what 2020 looks right now to us in January. And see how we would think it's a fucking movie. There's no way this to be real. Wrestling shows with people's faces on iPads instead of people being there. Empty stadium football yeah. games. Like all this crazy shit. This everything virtual now. Like it's very strange. We would never believe this would happen in this year. But it's it did. Not. The other to me, the other strange thing is the fucking Browns are nine and four. Yeah, that too. And and, and and lost arguably the best <laughs> game of the year due to a nigga needing to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was insane, man. <laughs> but for the yeah. simple simple fact the Browns are contenders, to me that's in, that's so 2020, man. Like I wouldn't even be, be surprised if they won it all. And it don't even fucking matter because it's 2020. <laughs> nah, it wouldn't matter in Cleveland. Y'all would go crazy. Man. Uh, 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 of course, of course. So long. Yeah, that's gonna matter. But yeah, still, at the end of the day, it's gonna be like, well, that was that crazy 2020 year. <laughs> yeah, true. But I, I would take that over nothing. I, I, I'm taking the Astros asterisk championship <laughs> over nothing. I'm like, yep. fuck, I'll take that tainted shit. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, <tainted> so <laughs> so let let's wrap this up. By giving y'all y'all general thoughts on the year, man, I want to know how y'all personally developed and handled this year. Okay, we're gonna get into the nitty gritty. Not enough to talk about everybody else. Gonna talk about y'all personal lives now. And <laughs> Jasmine, we ain't heard from you a little bit, so I want to do a check in with you. So, how, how would you categorize your 2020 personally, and what what do you think will change, or what are you hoping to accomplish in the next year? Um, I hate to sound very cliche, but just a sense of self in 2020 and um, gaining a sense of just what's important and what's not learning to y'all know how like crazy I would work and just learning balance learning yeah honestly just learning a sense of what's important prioritizing in in a lot better understanding that you know yes money you need money to survive you need these things to survive but at the same time like what health is clearly more important. Like, it, it don't matter how much money you got if you, you stick on your deathbed. Like, um, it doesn't matter, like, what what material things or what job you have when you can't get to your family and visit your family, if that's important to you. So I think just gaining a sense of self, gaining a sense of, like, this podcast, like, just doing work behind the, like, work behind the scenes, all the work that I was putting into to, to help corporations or to help other people make money like it it really transpired into work like making sure that we straight making sure that you know the the entities that we're working on are 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 growing and and reaching a level that we want to reach versus 
just you know versus what the world what society deems as important or what society deems as like um what you have to do to be in a certain space or what you have to do to, to be successful like nah like just making sure a lot of people don't know themselves i think that's what a lot of the pandemic showed um you know and i i just i'm excited for 2021 but and 2020 sucked but in a, in the way of like so many deaths and so many i don't know if it's because i'm older too like i paid more attention to the tragedy or paid more attention to to the i guess bad quote unquote things that happened but at the same time it wasn't a bad year for me i had a really good year i think it was a really prosperous year for myself and I like to think that way of my friends and family and those close to me too. Yeah. I, I had family that had COVID. I had people that my grandmother passed away. Like things happened, but at the same time, like it was just a good perspective on life. It was a great perspective that I don't know that I would have received had we still been kicking it like in February, like like we were. So I don't know. I feel you. And you do you do seem a little I see you got a little pep in your step now. I know. I was worried about you back at the old job. You know, you seem to be very overworked and stressed all the time. So I'm happy to see the glow up happen. I'm, I'm very proud of you. So we also appreciate all the work you do for the podcast behind the scenes. We always shout you out at the end of the show. So yes, of course, of course. I may not be here, but I'm here in spirit, you know. You're always here in spirit. We're working. We're working. Jay Prince was on the pod. I have just to put that out there. <laughs> I'm really, I'm sorry. I have to tell y'all, I was napping deep in a coma. And I woke up to, I, all I could see was Ryan saying, we are mob ties now. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I opened it and there was a screenshot. I was like, wow, Figgy, I thought we communicated. Like, what is going on? And they surprised the hell out of me. And I'm just super proud of y'all. I'm just super proud of the podcast. Like, oh, we have, shout yeah. out to Jules. Like, I wasn't always a part of this. And I'm just really excited for the growth that we've that we're, we're doing like we're just getting better and better each each show and i'm just really thankful for you guys and yeah i'm just really excited i'm really excited for what 2021 is going to bring for all of us shit i was nervous i didn't want to bring it up because i i, I wasn't sure if it was going to happen or not yeah and it was so last minute because this pr person hit me i, I hit her up probably a month ago mm -hmm. just you know i'll be shooting random emails and she hit me up that tuesday my the day I found out my wife had COVID. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm going through that and, and I get an email from her like, hey, he good to go Thursday at 6 p.m. Sound like oh shit. <laughs> and by this time I was cool, but uh, that Tuesday night, Wednesday, I'm like, fuck, I feel like shit. I'm like, but we we gotta do this interview. I don't give a damn. <laughs> and um Yes, and Thursday came, and we was thinking like, "Oh shit, I don't think he gonna make it," mm. and he popped on. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the last podcast, man, and like I, I was down at time too because we had people cancel in the, in the last few weeks, and that that always sucks because you make time for people, and I'm like, "Fuck!" So I'm looking at Jay Prince. I'm like, "Is he really gonna come, man? Is he really gonna come through?" Because I see him on Drink Champs. I see him on the all the legit big podcasts. I'm like, uh, "Oh, South." It would be great if he made time for us, but I just like, is it really going to happen? I was looking at it that way, but no, nah, he came through, man. So I, I'm a Jay Prince fan now, man. Whatever y'all got against that man, kill it because <laughs> yeah. we are mob ties now, dog. We qualified and yeah, we ain't taking that <laughs> But uh, so same question goes to you, uh, to you, Brandon, man. What what is this year 
meant to you on a personal level? And has it changed? Like, has your lifestyle really changed as a result of everything going on right now? And has it been a prosperous year for you? And what are you looking forward to accomplish in 2021? I would say that this is arguably one of the biggest professional years of my life. Um, only because of where I ended up going this year. Uh, you know, it's my first time being featured in Pitchfork. Uh, first time being interviewed uh, by the BBC. First time being right for NPR, being interviewed by NPR. Um, so it's just more like ticks to the resume. I would say that this year having the feeling and having like the feeling just like sit down and like just map stuff out some more and kind of like dab into um, other things I wanted to do. Like I'm learning how to DJ. Um, I'm writing a script for a film, right? And it's like all these different things that I've wanted to do. I finally had, not even that I had the time, I finally got to like sit down in myself and in my own comfort and be like, yo, let's start assessing out what we want to do and do the thing where we actually execute them as opposed to like, say we started it and then like never finish it, right? Um, I think 2020 really just taught me a lot about boundary and also understanding what your time is now that everyone's almost having has the same you know level of like what you can do and what you can achieve um and for y'all to bring me on and be part of this extended family is pretty dope i really appreciate it um i was sitting in my bed when i saw jay prince in that weird uh <laughs> little setup he got in his career but i was like oh my niggas made it, my niggas made it. <laughs> So that, and then just, you know, I think a lot for 2021 is finishing um, things that I started in 2020, get better at things I started in 2020, and also um, hopefully just keep adding to this resume, just keep tapping into things that I like and keep talking to people and keep telling their stories. That's my main thing. Um, like everybody understands what their job is. Mine is to tell people stories and make, us, and make them sound as dope as possible. Yeah, and, and we're always happy to have you on the podcast, man. I'm always glad to see you. Uh, for anybody who don't, follow Brandon on Twitter and Instagram. He be posting his moves and all the projects and things he be working on. Yep. I'm always happy to see you doing big things, too, as well, man. We love having you on this podcast. You always give us good stuff, good insider info, you know, so we appreciate that. And, and yeah, man, so blessings to you. I know 2021 going to be huge for you as well. And it's gonna be huge we're sure going to do this again. Oh yeah, definitely. Look, I'm gonna try to just put up numbers like James Harden. We give him more than two days off because <laughs> again, I did like I did I did the real stat geek shit on this. I broke this down. The Rockets had ten games last year where they played with two or day, two or more days rest. Right? James Harden in those games averaged thirty nine, six, and eight. And one of those games, he threw up sixty against the Hawks. Again. Let that man rip the PJ for a couple of days, go party, get it out of his system, and let him come back to work. The only thing is be professional about it. Like, don't do the shit like training camp when you're trying to learn a new system and all that. Do that shit like when you got like a, a weird series where you got to go play Charlotte, Atlanta, and fucking um, Memphis. Somebody yeah. like, like do that. <laughs> do it then. Don't do it now. We got to just be, just show up, bro. Cause again, like, and I was telling this somebody early on Clubhouse, like, Harden just got to play. If Harden plays, he will once more, like, his uh, dra his trade value will be back up. Because right now, nobody wants to really touch him because he got him fucking up the money for everybody else. <laughs> I 
I think it really James just wants to play with his friends. He wanted to we go just to saw what happened when he wants to play with his friends. He wants to play with his other friends. Like, you know how he is, man. He all and, and the thing about James is like, I didn't give a fuck about that piece that came out, that Tim McMahon piece about how oh, he parties all the time and the organization does whatever he wants. That's most of the teams in the NBA. No, you think Milwaukee telling Giannis no when he asked for anything? You think LA is going to tell LeBron no when he asked? Yeah, LeBron got championships, fair enough. You think they're gonna tell him no when he asked to bring was in AR Smith or whoever the fuck he wants to bring in? Was now, doing, here's the thing now, yeah, they telling Brian no now, definitely because like he got he's 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 certified in both well, not in both, but everywhere. He's certified yeah. in LA, certified in Cleveland, certified in Miami. Like you can't say he did like as much as you want to make it a Mickey Mouse championship ring, he won that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So every every team treats their superstar like that, you know. Clippers were going to do whatever the fuck Kawhi. Kawhi take off every other day, and <laughs> it is fine with them, you know. So they always co-tout the superstar needs. So I didn't care about that. I cared about him bringing in Westbrook. That sucked and ruined the team, but fucking whatever. <laughs> it is what it is all in the past. Trade man. aspect of it would definitely killed it. Like, you, if you get Westbrook for Chris Paul straight up, cool. But getting Westbrook for Chris Paul and trading up all that draft capital to yes. go with it, that is was like, yo, what? No, that stunk. That was that was the worst part about it. But we already Again, knew. Daryl Daryl Moore turned to Bill O'Brien at the worst possible time. But that look, I mean, that was a hard one that had to happen. Plus, you know, Daryl that whole organization's been fucked up since uh, Tillman came in. But it is what it is. Man. Again, bro, this is what happens. You don't get your money to bro boys, man. Should yeah. let Beyonce should let Beyonce get the team like we thought was gonna happen. Oh, shrimp scampy fucking <laughs> owner over here. But I digress. Uh, we got to ask the same thing to Figgy, man. Figgy, I know it sucks that you got sick at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, so I know you're probably not thinking too great about the year in general right now. But what are your general thoughts on, you know, what what you what you've accomplished personal, personally and what 2021 will bring for the fix? Um, I, th- I think even though a lot happened this year, I still think I had a pretty good year, man. This, remember, the beginning of the year, I, I got full time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah so the, the year started off right for me. But I, I I think overall, man, I felt like us as a podcast really had a good year, man. Like this pandemic, I was worried because I thought this pandemic was going to fold the podcast. I wasn't sure how we was going to record. I, I didn't really know much about Zoom or if we could record on Zoom and all that. But um, to me, I felt like this pandemic actually made the podcast stronger because, you know, remember, we was kind of strict on guests. We wanted we only wanted the guests in the studio. You know, if you're not in studio, we you know, we can't have you type of thing. But. To me, I, this this kind of helped us reach out to more people that we probably wouldn't would never get, and have them on the podcast just like this. Like that, that that's how I reached out to um, Brandon Caldwell. You know what I mean, he could just hop on and we, he all even though we are all in the same building, but you know this is it, it's easy as a click of a link yeah. to get anybody on. Yeah, so, and the wildest shit is that like literally like I am on knife. You are all the way up in the high rise aspect on um, <laughs> on the other side. It's like we and Fig would never see each other. Yeah. Mind you, the only time I've ever like kicked it with a rocket is literally Jack Freeman podcast. Jack Freeman podcast 
on March the 20, March the 30th, 2019. How do you remember that day? <laughs> I was going to yeah. ask. Because <laughs> Nipsey died the very next day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shit. Uh, Damn. Yeah. I trust me. I forgot we did the podcast right before that. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. The elephant brain works like that. I remember <laughs> moments. It all all is just really con- really connected. Yeah. Sure. I, I I remember because we we I, I, once we did a podcast. I think I want to say that was probably one of our worst podcasts in just the juice history. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah because Jasmine yeah. was very upset about Nipsey uh, about the, the passing of Nipsey, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole vibe was just awful <laughs> that day. So yeah, yeah, we we moved and grew. We grew from that <laughs> yeah, moment. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we can we can laugh at we can laugh at it a little bit now. <laughs> that was a year ago. Yeah, but but yeah, I just think man, like all the guests we had on, we had tons of guests. We had Fat Tony. We had um, Jay Prince. We we had Donnie Houston on. Um, who else? We had we Wade had Smith was on. Jack Freeman came back on. Wade Smith, Jack Freeman, um, Jr. Sports Brief. Yeah, all the way in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way we would have had him on. Nefertiti, Giovanni, um, yeah, all the Cleveland people yeah. coming through, holding it down. Yeah, Quincy Avery, Deshaun's Watson quarterback coach. Jalen Hurts quarterback coach too. Yeah, every got, black got quarterback, quarterback coach, basically. Again. Yeah. Oh, I got a real, I got a real cool question. Um, do you think white people should know that what Jalen was doing looks like he was throwing up the hooks for um, Omega Safa on on the field Sunday? I ain't I gonna didn't li- see that. Yeah, I not saying that. No, remember that face? Everybody saying he was throwing up the kiss. Yeah, he was like Gene Simmons from Kiss. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, I don't know what the, I, I I don't know nothing about Omega Safa. But um, I damn sure ain't think about Kiss when he did no, that. He, he didn't know. He don't know who the fuck Kiss are, man. Yeah. Like wild people. Oh, white people. <laughs> and that's the thing. I, I, Brandon Scout was supposed to be here, but he had some things come up. I want to ask him because he's the only one right now asking good questions in these Texans press conferences, man. All these old white folks got to go, man. Mark Berman, Aaron Wilson. <laughs> y'all got to get the fuck out of here, man. Y'all ain't asking no good questions out of here. John McClain. John McClain be coming through sometimes. Sometimes he be you know, John McClain. he no, but he'll no, come through. He'll come through if it's if it's something controversial. He he step in like, hey, what do you think about the tweet DeAndre Hopkins said? Blah, blah. <laughs> he, he'll come through sometimes. He'll come. Yeah. Through. He'll ask. But everybody yeah. else, I feel like they be pussyfooting around. Oh, nah, for real. And then if somebody get upset, then they oh, let's talk about Eric Murray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the way Eric Murray played all year? Something nobody cares about, man. Like Brandon, <laughs> the one in there in the trenches asking the hard questions, though. Isaiah Coulter, <laughs> will he play this week? <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh, shout out to him, but but yeah, I'm in agreement with y'all, man. And it, it feels kind of weird because when you hear about people saying how bad of a year. It kind of makes you feel guilty for having a pretty decent year yourself. Like my year was pretty good. And I got very anxious, like Biggie said, during the pandemic when we were in the midst of the quarantine. And I was thinking about the podcast probably gone. I was thinking I might be out of work soon. I was thinking, what the fuck am I going to do? I fell off my fitness goals because the fucking gym closed. I couldn't work out no more. I was eating shitty again. I'm like, fuck it, man. You know, who cares anymore? My anxiety got really bad, but it, I, we, we bounced back. 
better than ever, like Piggy said, man. Yeah. And everything's going pretty good right now. So, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's crazy because, like, our last episode of Studio was with Fat Tony. Yeah. And that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we don't really have guests like that. And for the simple fact that uh, I reached out to him and he was willing to, you know, come through. That was a big deal for us. We like, oh, shit. Like, we we getting somewhere now. And then for the pandemic to hit after that, <laughs> it's just like, damn. I felt like I felt like we had a whole bunch of steam rolling in. And it's like, nope, you got to stop. And now it's like, damn. Like, we go from having the best quality, you know, radio station quality podcast to now we got to record on Zoom and, you know, the connection all messed up and, you know, this quality quality don't sound right. And I, I feel like we handled it pretty good, man. Like, I would be surprised if we do this for the rest of the, you know, show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's possible, man. Like like you said, it made it easier to get guests. I think everybody knows how to use Zoom now at this point. So mm-hmm. there's no more having to technically try to get people to work. And, you know, so I mean, I think things have turned and, and been good for us overall in general. Um, and I put that on really Figgy and Jasmine, really the heart and soul and mind behind this podcast. So I got to give y'all all the props, man. Y'all the one doing the hard work, booking the guests and all that shit. So it really, it goes all out to y'all, man. Y'all, y'all the real gems and juice. I just be on here talking shit. But <laughs> y'all the real. We need you. We're a team. We're yeah, we a team, team and group effort. Always. And Ryan don't be doing shit, man. I really <laughs> don't, man. I ain't, look, I ain't gonna lie. I don't really be doing shit. I just get on here and talk some shit, man. But <laughs> it is all y'all. So appreciate y'all as always, man. And 2021 gonna be, you know, I, I always hate people who say 2021 is gonna be my year. You know, you know <laughs> how the fuck do you know what's what's going to change personally? Because everybody we said that watched. shit last year <laughs> and the year before. Yes, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a. This is going to be my year, person. I am literally a. We're going to take this one day at a time. Yeah, I say. But the the main thing is like while we take it one day at a time, we're also going to un- understand our little tenants, right? And this is not a plug for the goddamn uh, movie that just dropped. It's basically understanding <laughs> internally. Did y'all see that movie too? Tenet? I saw I it. seen it yet. I, I saw it. it. Um, I saw it Tuesday night. I saw it Tuesday night. <laughs> uh, Chris Nolan was wrong as hell trying to put that movie a god out in the middle of a goddamn pandemic. Yes, he was. That, that, that's the best. That's the review. That's the best review I can give you without giving up anything in the movie. Man, I had to cut that movie off, man. Nolan <laughs> is, has gotten overrated, man. After Dark Knight. Let's be honest about the quality of this film. It's been all down. Well, Inception was all right. <laughs> no, Inception is the most <laughs> overrated movie of all time, maybe. Is it overrated? When's the last time you rewatched Inception, really? Inception ain't on my Okay, so here's the fact, <laughs> right? Inception is down on my list of, I hey, my nigga, this is on TV? Bet I'm sitting here and I'm watching it right now. It's I rewatch on- Dark Knight at least once a year. That's how yeah. good that movie is. One of the greatest action movies of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Inception is a cool watch the first time because it's so trippy looking. Yeah. But the plot don't make no sense, man. <laughs> and it's not a classic by any means. Let's be real. It's just a cool visuals and, and nothing else, really. So are you trying to tell me that uh, that Christopher Nolan is the Travis Scott of making, of making movies? Uh, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. He, <laughs> he is the Travis mm, Scott. See, you and never thought about it like that, now did Dark, you? Dark Knight was Astro World, and everything else is 
everything else. Done before, after Astro World, <laughs> <laughs> Jazz is mad as hell now. He's like, I'm, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm not saying anything at all. <laughs> Man, it's like, I just give props to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm sorry I interrupted you, man. But oh so, yeah, no, no, no. Like just the just the different things within, right? Like you know who you are as a person. Like you're going to evolve or devolve regardless, because you're always unlearning things and learning things every fucking day. It's just a matter of taking in the principles of being a good human being, and then and then just using that every single day, no matter what. Very well said, man. Very well said. What else can you expect from the clubhouse god, man? He always dropping some gems. I mean, look, there's a clubhouse going on right now. Um, <laughs> Elliot Wilson just uh is having his little goat chat uh party. Um, I kind of I'm gonna kind of dive in, listen to that a little bit, you know what I'm saying? All right, go get me an acai bowl from um Main Squeeze over off of University in Sugarland. Shameless plug. I like you guys. Okay. Um, I say we need to get more ad sponsorships on Jim and Juice so Ryan and Figgy and Jazz can get that podcast bread. You know what I'm saying? So they mm-hmm. can be advertising um, Manscaped and uh, <laughs> yeah. what's, the, what's the other one that everybody does? Uh, Manscaped. Bevel. Bevel used to be. I don't know. If, I haven't heard Bevel in a Bevel. while. They out of business. <laughs> nah, they out Square of business. Squarespace. Yeah, yeah, Square, yeah, Squarespace. Uh, talk space for uh, therapy, all those, right? I need every single one, it's, especially if you're a local Houstonian, a producer, a filmmaker, and you want Gems and Juice to promote your project without having to review your project, as no, um, you know, bias or anything whatsoever, pay them some money to run to do a, a quick little ad, man. Yes, mm-hmm. agreed, agreed. We we ain't, we did this podcast for free long enough, man. We got to see some returns on this shit. Yeah, we got fucking Jay Prince on this bitch. <laughs> yes, Bob yeah. ties don't do shit for free no more, man. No, nope. no, they don't. We <laughs> know they don't. Just like he said, we bosses. Yeah, we bosses, man. <laughs> bosses so yeah uh, and, and lastly we want to thank everybody who listens to the podcast man and we mean it from the depths i know everybody says this at the end but we really mean it man this podcast wouldn't be nothing we don't do it for ourselves man we do it to give y'all something dope to listen to and we hope we succeed on that more often than not um that's why we get these guests for y'all that's why we reach out and take these risks because we're trying to entertain man Everything we say, don't take nothing I say too seriously, man. I just be bullshitting for content. I don't hate white people or Eminem even. You know, I just be bullshitting, man. So, but now we really love y'all. Everybody who listens supports the podcast. We know who y'all are. We love y'all. And yeah, we're we're, we're gonna, working on bigger things and better things coming soon. So, yeah. uh, also also pray for Uncle Luke. Uncle Luke and uh, Figgy got something in common besides oh, liking uh, Big B hoes. <laughs> what's that what's that they both got the rona oh uh, uncle luke got it too yep i didn't realize that damn, damn prayers up to uncle luke hope you get better soon uh so so yeah man that that about wraps it up for 2020 on the gems and juice podcast like we said we love y'all y'all be safe out there we will see y'all on the other side of 2021 we're gonna be doing it big again got some guests in the works maybe we ain't gonna spoil nothing yet but just might have something big coming up for y'all to start the new year. So, yeah, we're going to get back to it, man. And for everybody who supports and loves the podcast, this is for y'all. And we'll see y'all soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Qualified. <laughs> yeah. Qualified. <laughs> All right.